Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group. And my name is Jim Davis. I'm your moderator. Tonight's speaker is uh, Michael Joseph, also known as MJ. And when you're ever you're ready, Michael Joseph, oh, I forgot to give the date. Today is Sunday, okay. the 17th of November, 2019. The floor well, is yours. Thank you, mind. Jim. Thank you, Jim. I um um I before we get going in in tonight um. You know, the past couple of weeks, we've really kind of kind of went over, you know, the uh, the formula of creation, and we're really starting to get a handle that the the one blood of which all nations were made is consciousness. We're talking about consciousness here, and that has to be just absolutely seized on. That has to be made um, a central theme in your thinking and and when you do that then a lot of the scriptures will open up to you uh, because you'll see that uh, <clears throat> you've got your own Godhead there is the the Godhead and what I mean by that is every single one of us is a son of God and I, I say son even though we um, somewhere female forms the mind in the analogy is male, so every one of us is a son of God and manifest in um, in this reality. And each one of us makes up the the body of the entire body of the Son of God, the Son of God. If you if you want to say the the perfect uh, in in the King James, the term that's used is Jesus Christ, which is the the totality of the Godhead in bodily form. In the New Testament, it's called the Commonwealth of Israel, and and if you think about it, it's the perfect state in being where each one of us are living stones, which are uh, coming up in consciousness and realization, awakening of who we are, and our great destiny to return back to our Father's house. We've we've lived long enough on the um, the hog slop. We've uh, of of outer flesh consciousness, and we have sold our birthright for porridge to to to, to suit our our bellies. But now's the time that we awaken to who we are, uh, what we are, and um, where we are, so to speak, and um, and return to that to our um, godhood status um, and understanding. The I am, which flows through every single one of us. All right. So, I mean, <clears throat> tonight there's there's a couple of scriptures that are key, um, and I had kind of I was walking the dog again this morning, and had um, another one of these revelatory, uh, um, just incredible. I was just giving praise and joy and declaring uh, declaring uh, I am the resurrection and the life this morning as I. I'm giving joy in in the uh, 
in the moment, seizing the moment of joy to put in that declaration. But before I continue and really get into this and kick it in high gear, I want to just like every at the top of every every uh, um, talk that we do from here on, that at least I'm the one talking. I want to just ask if there's any raised hand, any raised hands at this point, any questions of uh, what we discussed um, in the previous weeks. Maybe we could get some clarification for that up front before we, you know, uh, how do they say, put the plow in three foot deep and plow this field. So, is Jim, is there anybody that's got their hand up? Not at the moment, but folks, if you're out there and you got a question from last week's call and you want to ask the question, please do so now. Raise your hand and I'll unmute you. And, uh, you know, Michael Joseph can... Uh, uh, interact with you on that if you have a question. Yeah, I, I'll wait. A, I'll just wait a second here and see if anybody raises their hand. Well, someone's in the chat room. Let me see what they say. Any more news? Okay. Re reference Gary's passing. Um, okay. Uh, that's. There's there's not really any more news. What we had said before is what is. I mean, the family's still going through some things. I mean, they're just, uh, you know, things are starting to ease up slightly for them because they know they have to, you know, life goes on. But the thing is, you know, uh, I talked to her last week and she calls me every once in a while when she feels down and we discuss Gary Ray, but uh, she also asked that I, you know, don't let it go no further what we talk about. So uh, I'm going to honor that. That explains why. Okay, well, from him. If there's, um, uh, I know that Jim, you had uh, set up a post office box for anybody that wanted to um, send in donations. Um, if you wanted to give that out, maybe some newer folks are on the call that maybe they want to um, help support the family. Um, if you feel comfortable giving that P.O. box out, I, I think that would be a good time to do that. Yeah, I will do that. I, I, I also talked to her about that, and she said anyone that, you know, that God puts on their heart to, you know, to help, it will grad, gladly be appreciated and she will accept it with gladness and joy and a blessing. Uh, the The address is, if you have a pen, you can write it down or if you can remember it. It's uh, P.O. Box 128, Avon, A-V-O-N, New York, 14414-0128. And you can you know, put it attention, James Davis II. And believe me, I will make sure that they get everything that, you know, that comes in there. If you send a money order, you know, just leave it blank and I will send it to her blank. And uh, then they can do what they need to do if you so decide to do that. Okay, well, Jim, if there's not any other hands, if not any other hands up or questions, if, you, if you're ready, we'll just go ahead and get started here. Okay, that's, whenever that's you're right. ready, there, there's no hands up, so I'm sure they may have some after you get finished, but, you know, 
Take it away. Okay. Okay, 10-4. Well, um, right off the top, um, um, one of the places where I study, I always like to list my sources of, uh, of where I'm drawing from. Um, one of the things, places where I study um, is a place called um, www.scriptural-truth.com. Uh, there's a fellow named Robert Farrell, and I've been reading his writings for years. Uh, he, he um, I think his mission um, is in regard to the Third Testament. Um, there's clearly three testaments. Uh, most people aren't aware of this yet. They will become aware of it, but uh, if you study the Scriptures carefully, very carefully, you will find that the New Testament writers are clearly quoting um, uh, extra-canonical can- uh, books. Uh, Paul, for instance, quotes extra-canonical book bases. Um, and you look at how these councils were formed uh, through the through the ages and uh, how the canons were adopted, and then some books were taken out, some books were you know added in, um, like Enoch, all of the apocryphal books, the pseudepigraphal books, they didn't make it into the canon, where the, the apocryphal books used to be in the canon, but they took them out. I believe Enoch was in the canon at one time as well, but it got removed as well. But anyway, um, the Gospel of Thomas... Um, he's got about a 100-page dissertation on the Gospel of Thomas, which is absolutely magnificent, uh, which you can go and download. Um, I think, like I said, uh, Robert Farrell's ministry is in um, in the preserving the Third Testament and, uh, um, and the scriptures that we already have. Uh, and, you know, uh, you have to contend for the faith uh, and look at the Ark of the Covenant You'll notice that there were three items in the ark. There's, you know, that Aaron's bud, that Aaron's rod that budded. Clearly, this is the New Testament, and it buds when um, you become very aware of um, the Old Testament. Moses is giving you the universal I am, and and the New Testament is giving you the individual I am, and um, and telling you about your individual Godhead. Uh, so that, of course, is Aaron's rod that buds. Um, the two tablets are the Old Testament, so to speak, and the um, and then there's a third thing in there. There's a golden bowl full of manna. And the interesting thing, manna, the word manna literally means what's that? So <clears throat> the the Orthodox world is pretty much unaware of the Third Testament, and uh, and however. Um, it's given to to many to have eyes, eyes, two eyes and two ears, to to see and hear. Um, and what I mean by the two eyes and two ears is, you can you can see the lower um, meanings. In other words, that's one ear. Um, how how and you can see the upper meaning of, of scripture. That's the that's the second ear, the second eye. And you've got two that are that are both working. And now, however, there's a third eye, and this is, so to speak, the central pillar or the uh, the the middle way, the middle path. And this is in the in the Gospel of Thomas the idea of the, the two becoming one. And you know, so I've been really meditating on that this week, the two becoming one. In light of consciousness and in light of uh, – this is a call about divine mind, all right? So this isn't a call about babies, baby's milk and Christ. So 
we're going to be talking about divine mind and your own Godhead uh, and, and how you can manifest your, your great good desires and have your heart's desire for yourself and your loved ones without any problem whatsoever. Um, because, again, just a little bit of logic, just a little bit of sitting down and thinking will lead you to a singularity. Because, um, you know, if you start in with, okay, well, then who birthed this one, and then who birthed that one, and then who birthed that one, you're going to come back to, well, here we are. Um, so how, I mean, we're here. Um, so this this reality came from somewhere. And the really interesting thing is, and this is the mystery unfolded, is you are the cause and the effect. You are the Father and the Son. And and when you make these two one, you will realize that there is only the eternal now. There is there's not uh, well this will happen in the future. There's just the eternal now. And so when you turn your attention or your awareness to a particular state in which you desire and you you um electrify that desire or um charge that desire with um, with emotion and your sense, your five senses bringing it into the upper room, uh, coupled with your imagination. Remember that's Yod Hey Vav, um, and then that Hey that that sun or that new state is going to manifest in your life. And and what you're really doing is you are imprinting your vision, your prayer, into the superconscious mind. And in other words, you're putting it, I like to say it another way, I like to say it, you're putting it in the womb of the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, in another scripture it says, not by strength, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. All right, so you're putting it into the whole, the womb of the Holy Spirit, and you're not, you're not supposed to mess with it. You're supposed to come to your Sabbath. The seal of the sons of God is the Sabbath. And you are supposed to come to your rest. You've done your six days of creation. And now it's time to come to rest, and and you don't you don't add to it. So you are remember maybe it was last week or the week before we talked about how you have the living word on your lips. You are the word made flesh. I mean the Bible is your autobiography. It is a spiritual book. It is not a secular book. It's not a historical book. It is a spiritual book. So. You know, you are the Word made flesh, and so I, I am the living Word. I am the resurrection and the life. And that's the declaration of which I say on a regular basis. When I, when I have moments of great joy and excitement, I immediately declare that from the mountaintop. I am the resurrection and the life, and I, I am with wisdom. I am with eternal life, okay, and... There is no death in God. There's no disease in God. There's only life. And so, you know, as we fall short, and we all fall short, all right, because it's just our nature in flesh conscious, you know, the thing that you got to remember is the Godhead is in perfect love. So kind of think of the Godhead, you know, so you can get the emotion as that loving Father that says, okay, you fell again, but here's here's a hand. I'm going to help you up. Let's try again. And you may fall 10,000, 20,000 times, and there's always going to be a hand to say, come on, now, you can do it. And and it's really beautiful like that when you think about um, the Godhead in, in love like that because 
Then you begin to realize, I am the creator of my world. And before we get into the Gospel of Thomas, I want to go over here to to the um, to the book of John, the book written to the elect. John is the elect son, the 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 disciple after Jesus's heart. And remember, Jesus, he is the perfect idea of man in God. And so you got to understand the twelve disciples in which Jesus calls are twelve faculties of mind that each one of us have. And Judas, for instance, Judas Iscariot, I'll just pick him because that's the notorious one. Judas is the doubter. Judas, remember, Judas had a devil. There is no devil that exists, period, except in the mind of man. Without man, there's no devil. So, you know, Judas is the the unredeemed lower qualities of, say, for instance, covet, covetousness, things like that, uh, doubt. That's Judas. Um, and that's why, of course, why you know Judas he betrays the the central self which is uh, which is Jesus. So every single one of you are the son of God, and that is the that's the the really amazing teaching here is that <clears throat> okay from I'm going to read from John uh, chapter six verse forty four it says no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Now think about that for now we're talking about consciousness we're talking about divine mind. That means, okay, well, hold on a minute. I'm going to read a couple more verses, and then I'll come back to what that means. Uh, so I'm going to jump down here to verse 60 and start reading. So many, therefore, the disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that the disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? And and then and then continuing, he he said, I'm verse sixty five, and he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him by my father. From that time many disciples went back and walked no more with him. And then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you also go away? And and Simon Peter answered, Lord, uh, to whom shall we go? Uh, thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believed and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Of course, he speaks of Judas Iscariot. But you've got to understand, this entire story is not a story about one guy talking to twelve guys. This, you have to come up in divine mind now and realize these are, these, these are symbolic. And, and so what... What was the what was the teaching? You got to ask yourself what was the teaching that was so hard for them that they said I, I, we can't bear it. And and what it is 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 the teaching is that your world is your conscience. You are one hundred percent responsible for for what is happening to you in your world. And that's a very hard thing to say because you know we look out the window and we see prejudices and we see signs and we see our senses tell us all this and we say well how could how could all of this be you know um my fault and see you understand now this is why they said this is a hard say and we i mean i mean we how am i responsible for all of this but let me tell you right now you are completely responsible for your world and this is what I want you to understand. This is why it took three weeks to lay out how to pray, because if you put in the prayer and and you put in your desire, and your desire does not hurt 
anybody. Um, it it contemplates the good and mutual loving beneficial interest to everyone who who it touches. It doesn't matter if one person needs to move for that prayer to happen or 10 million people or 100 million people need to be moved in for that for that prayer to manifest. 100 million people will move and that prayer will manifest because there is only one God. We live, we move, and have our being in God. And when you put that prayer into the womb of the Holy Spirit, it's finished. It is done. It is absolutely finished and, and is because there's only the eternal now. Now, it it may take just like it takes nine months for a baby to to be born of um of the union of a man and a and a woman. Okay, um, there is a time element with that, um, with this new state, if you will. So the question is, at the root of everything is this. How do you identify yourself? Do you identify with the, with the current state of affairs, um, which I will call the state, generally speaking, okay? Or do you identify with I am? Because I am is the eternal, um, it's just, it is the power, it is the, the, there is no greater than power, it's infinite. The moment you say I am and put anything behind I am, it is a eternal covenant which you have placed into the Godhead. So if you say something like, you know, I cannot, or I am unable, well, you have, you know, you remember the scripture says every man will give account unto every word he speaks, and so that's exactly right. You are the living word. You literally have it. Don't ever cuss yourself. Don't ever, ever um, think that your little chatter that's going on in your mind, where you're putting yourself down because you you missed the mark or you you fell short on what you were trying to do in flesh conscious, never put yourself down that when you do that you are you are laying cursings at your front door and believe me they will come to pass so you know like for instance sometimes if you think about how this works you know sometimes for instance um somebody might scare you somebody might hit you with hey have you seen the nightly news you know and you watch the nightly news and you see about you know horrible things that are happening in the world and and you you allow it to stir your emotions. The pool, remember the pool, the man sitting at the pool who was lame, and he said, "Yeah, well, the pool gets stirred, and there's not an angel to put me in the pool so I can get healed." Well, it works in the opposite way too. When that when those waters get stirred in you, and that emotion gets stirred up in you, be it fear, be it anger, um, greed. Um, any of those negative emotions, and you put that thought, the vision in there, bam, you have just created a state which is going to manifest in your world. Because, again, the golden rule is do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. So um, I've got free will, you've got free will. If you if you put a negative prayer against me, which I reject in, in the superconscious mind, uh, well, guess where that negative prayer is coming back? It's going to boomerang right back to yourself. And so you're starting to see this is the this is why the disciples could not could no longer get down with. Uh, in other words, quit looking at this story as men walking with with um, a teacher. 
I mean, that's just so you can emotionally get a get a get a feel for what's going on. But look at your own psyche, look at your own consciousness, and you will start to see that there are many beliefs, there are many ideas, there are many uh, traditions. Um, how do you say euphemisms? Uh, there's all sorts of things that are in your in your conscience that are going to look at this and go, "Oh, no way!" You know, look, this guy here's got free will. He can choose just as much as I can choose. What are you telling me? That you're telling me, Mike, that that the world that I look at when I when I cause it, let me say, like, right here, all I have to do is ask you to subscribe society. Just describe society for me, and and I'm gonna listen to your words, and I'm gonna tell you that's your consciousness, that's you. You just describe yourself, and that's a really really hard teaching. It, it's it's amazing to hear, but there's a woman who helps who's helped me over the uh, the past. Uh, well, hell, we've helped each other out now for the past couple years, so maybe four or five years, and boy, she's like a She's like a bird. I mean, a, 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 how do you say a bloodhound? Every time I step out of that way, she's like, "Uh-uh, this is this is all happening in you. You've got to you've got to clothe it with love. You've got to clothe it with wisdom, enfolding within your own body. Uh, speak the prayer of of life over this state. Anybody who comes into your house, yeah, um." Clothe them with love and protection enfolded within your own body. Therefore, there is only life. There is only charged I am in in this house, and no negative power can enter this house for any negative reason. All right, because they would have to fight against I am, and that's impossible to do. All right. So the thing that's so awesome is then you go back to Genesis chapter 1 you see and God said let there be light light consciousness okay God said it's a declaration so when the when the joy comes this is why by the way the uh, ancient used um, sex they used sex as the as the means to um, heighten love I mean in other words to to get involved with the white white tantra um, I, I I understand it from white white tantric uh, uh, position. There's black tantric, but I don't I don't engage in that. I don't engage in the spilling of the seed. So from white white tantric and building love with the partner, which is nurtured and lifting it up higher and higher into higher states of energy. And I find myself in these in these elevated heightened states of love where I'm literally throwing white light off of the corners of my eyes, just white light swirling around us. And and I'm able to put in the prayer. I just pray right up, right, I mean, out loud, I pray right over the top of us. And and that's it. You're, you're bringing it all. You're bringing it up. You're, you're using sex as a means to, to, to supercharge this prayer um, in love. Because if the prayer is done... According to the fruits of the spirit, um, happiness, joy, um, and that declaration—it's and God said, not and God begged, and God—I de- like to say it—and God declared, "Let there be light." So, uh, the light is associated with I am, and and so like t- again with this morning when I was walking and I had this revelation, I was like, "Holy smoke!" And then I just said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." No man comes to the Father. No man comes to the Son except the Father draw him. Well, I am the Father. 
I am the creator, I am the causer, and I am the effect. There is only I am. And so I am the beginning, I am the end. It was just me. It's my world. Okay? And you now I happen to be in your world, but your world uh, again, you're the leader. Be the leader. Don't be the follower. No, no, don't be the reactor. No, I like the, don't be the spectator. It's your world. Take the helm of your ship and sail it. And and so the only law, you know, you can go back to Moses if you'd like. But remember, Moses taught the universal I am. Jesus finished the work. Jesus taught the individual I am. And and taught that you are the Godhead. It's just that God laid down in the skull of man. Remember, laid down in Golgotha. All right, laid down in the skull in the skull of man, and totally forgot who he was. In other words, we're born into this age uh, initially completely carnal. All right, and hopefully um, there has been initiations, or um, not not necessarily by societies but through learning and experience to where you um, found the light and you're now dwelling in the light and, and so that you understand the laws and you begin to practice the laws. And the great thing about it is it's not all that difficult. You just have to do it. And, and you know, he says, test me on it. In other words, you know, come on. What are you waiting on? Test me. And he can have your heart's desire. And so what I'm saying is, you know the scripture that says, don't add a word to these scriptures and don't take away from these scriptures. If you do that, then all the deaths, the plagues and the deaths in this book will be added unto you. Well, death is the unfulfilled state. The plagues are the frustrations of not not actually achieving the fulfilled state. So how do you add to the book? Well, you're the living word. You, you are the living stone. And as we neatly fit the stones back into this pyramid, which is the, the pyramid symbolizes New Jerusalem, or the rebuilding of the, of the one body in, in now um, enlightened consciousness, okay, in, in Christ, um, so that, that we're pushing on into perfection. I am perfection. I am life. In me there is no death. Okay? So... As we push on into perfection, which the Word tells us to do, okay, our bodies are renewed. Be ye renewed by the transforming of your mind. All right? And so how do we add to it? Well, what if we say to yourself, what if, for instance, you, um, you desired um, money? And your five senses are telling you, well, how am I going to get money? I don't really have much of opportunities right now. It's not up to you to figure out how, to get, how you're going to get it. All you need to do is see yourself with abundance of wealth and being able to afford and travel and do whatever you want to do in the prayer, and you give thanks over it, two hands raised. You're Judah with the scepter now, and you got two hands raised, and you're giving praise for it. You declared it to be. You're standing on the mountain. It, it, I, I am with unlimited wealth. I'm, there is no lack in me. And, and so the only reason there's lack in your life is because that's the way you want it. There'd be no lack in your life if you didn't want it. If you, if you, because your world is your conscience pushed out. So that's a really hard saying. That's why most people can't get down with it because it's just too hard of a saying. So they left. All right. But 
there's aspects of our conscience. So the, the real story is the aspects of our conscience that really says, ah, I can't get down with that. You know, my experience is this. Well, those are the disciples that left him. All right, you're the central. You're the central character. So you have to you have to be willing to let those go, and and you know maybe you can redeem them, you know, through declaration. Right, continuing in your meditations um, through declaration. So if you try to add to the prayer, once you put the prayer in there, you want wealth. Once you put the prayer in there, if you try to say, well, okay, all right, um, now if I did this, then it would improve my chances of getting wealth. Well, guess what? You're not going to get it. It's like the analogy is you're you're um, going into a woman's womb, a man a man getting a woman pregnant and then trying to go into her womb to make sure everything's okay. Well, you're going to kill the baby, all right? And in spirit, the moment that you put the thought and the emotion, you made the two one. In the vision, the imagination, you put it in there with the five senses. Once those two have become one, all right, and you've now realized that you are the father and the son, you are the cause and the effect, um, it's your world, so to speak. Well, why, what, you got a problem with your own creations? I mean, don't you trust yourself? See what I'm saying? If you start saying, well, okay, I, maybe I, this, is your, this is your sense man, this is your flesh man, Saying, um, yeah, well, my senses are telling me otherwise. So, what do I have to do to make this come true? All right. Well, now you've added to the scriptures, and let let a double-minded man receive nothing of the Lord. All right. So, don't do that. All right. Well, what about um, what about taking away? What about you know? What if you said, well, you know, I know what the prayer was. I'd like to have something in specificity, whatever it is. Okay. And then you say to yourself, well, you know, I'm running up against this roadblock here. Um, this man over here is telling me he can't do what I, what I want. And, you know, I, it's good enough. I, I'll accept what this man tells me that they can do. Well, now you've taken away from the word and let no man who is double-minded receive anything from the Lord. All right? So don't take away from don't take away from it. You put the prayer in. Don't let your five senses rule you. You you yeah. You you took a haircut. You know the 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 woman of emotion cut your hair. Delilah cut your hair, and you took a haircut. But you know you've been you've been slaving down there um, under the five lords of the Philistines. They put your spiritual eyes out, and you've been made to toil under your five senses. Okay, and but um, have they how well have they served you? You know, are you satisfied with your world? And, um, you know, finding if the answer is no, then why did you continue to listen to them? Why did you continue to take orders from from the sense world when you um, know how to pray in the spirit? You know that I am is unlimited, omnipresent, omnipotent, Om, omniscient power that is that moves in you that you are worthy don't ever tell yourself that you're not worthy of anything you're worthy of the whole world you are a son of god okay you just forgotten it okay so so think about think about i'm going to go to another scripture and then we'll head over to the gospel of thomas let me go over to this other scripture it's also in john um 
It's at John chapter 5, one chapter back. I'm just reading out of 6. This is in 5. And, and again, now listen now. now You've got to keep up. This is divine mind we're talking about. We're not talking about a man, okay? So remember, and by the way, people say, well, how can you make such a statement? This is ridiculous. Well, because the Bible even tells me that. Go, go, go read um, the writings of Paul in Corinthians. He says, from henceforth I regard the scriptures after no man. Because Paul is the symbol for the operator of truth. And so he now understands the scriptures on a much higher level. See, see Paul initially was Saul. And Saul was the carnal man. Saul is the man. Remember Saul, uh, um, the, the king that preceded David? Well, Saul, you know, he couldn't even keep his own donkeys. I mean, he was just a big goofball, stately looking, six foot, probably six four, six five. He's stately, okay, but he was just a goof. And and you know that's why Saul precedes precedes Paul, okay, because Paul therefore is the spiritual man or the or the one who becomes the operator of truth in I am. So you know that's the, that's that's the beauty that's that's the unbelievable beauty in the mystery is that God laid down in man to actually contract in man in order to expand in greater truth and greater luminescence. I mean, think about that for a second. You know, darkness is darkness. You know, uh, but you just strike one match, bam, darkness is gone. And but the light's not very bright, is it? Okay, but um, add add a hundred million matches. Add a trillion matches, and the light gets a heck of a lot brighter. So there is no limit to luminescence. However, there is a limit to um, to darkness. All right. So contraction in order to expand. And so you know when the scriptures, when you read about New Jerusalem descending, what you're reading about is the transference of consciousness from flesh consciousness into spiritual consciousness. So you're going from the state of what the Bible uses the term Christ Jesus which is spirit condescending into matter, where matter is feminine, okay, that's Christ Jesus, where we, we all find ourselves, you know, um, today, we are sons of God, uh, resident in these, in these houses, these bodies, all right? In other words, we are a living soul having a, a um, flesh um, experience, so to speak, uh, all right? But... Uh, um, I'll make sure I stay on track. So, uh, but then there's Jesus Christ. Well, what is Jesus Christ? That is, you know, in other words, we're all born carnal. We're all born um, um, with very little knowledge of of who we are. We're all we're all the prodigal son. In fact, you can take the entire Bible and distill it down to one parable as the prodigal son. And and but we're returning back to our father's house. We're returning back to the house of light, and as each one of us come up, you know, like popcorn popping in a, in a bowl, as each one of us come up, um, we are we are building that great pyramid of of light, and it's really beautiful, really beautiful. With I am as the as the eternal I, it is the 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 Godhead resident um, in. The uh, the redeemed bodies of man, the perfected bodies of man. Because, look, let's say, for instance, like I've heard people say, well, I, I've got uh, spiritual guides that guide me, and other people get all bit around the axle and say, well, what are you what are you doing with spiritual guides? Well, what's the problem with spiritual guides? I mean, think about it for a second. God is one. So you know, <clears throat> if 
with God is one, you know, the messengers of God, I mean, it, God is one. God is not a, uh, um, there's not two, there's not, um, God is one. So there's there's literally, if somebody you know, brings the truth, I mean, like tonight, you know, I happen to be the one speaking and there's folks listening, what's wrong with that? You know, but here's here's where you go wrong is when you start giving somebody advice on how they should live their life. They're just as much a son of God as you are. And we have no business telling our sons and children, this is what you should do. Cut your hair, boy, or, or uh, see, we kill in them. They, they have their own mind. They're having their own experience. And why should we, you know, we need to show them the way and put them in the way, but their choices are theirs to make. And, and as parents, we get out of the way and let them make them. Uh, what about your friends? Same thing. Don't be telling them what to do with their lives. You know, if they ask you, if they come and submit to you, what should I do? Don't tell them because it's going to boomerang right back on you if they don't accept it. You better make darn sure whatever prayer you put out there in that heightened emotion state is something that you can live with yourself. All right, because if they don't accept it, it's coming right back to you. All right, so so here in John chapter 5, verse 30, this is uh, the one called Jesus speaking, and you got to understand this is the perfect idea of man and God. I just can't say that enough. Okay, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. In other words, he's got two ears. Okay, so he's being led by the I am spirit. And as his mind moves in attention, that's where he judges. He does not condemn. That's where he turns his attention. As I hear, I judge. In other words, when you begin to walk in this path, when you get these urges, when you get these thoughts, you, you act on it because the reality is there's only one God. And so God is that thought acting in your mind. Uh, that's a hard thing to, to understand at first, but um, uh, especially one that's not, you know, is still in flesh consciousness, that's, that's a difficult thing. But understand if I put in a prayer, and let's say, for instance, I, I want a um, I want a jet airplane. I want a hundred million dollar jet airplane. All right, and I put that prayer in, but there's no reason under in, in, under the sun why I shouldn't have that that hundred million dollar jet airplane. And I'm gonna have that jet airplane if I put that prayer in. I've seen it in the prayer room. It's it's happening. Well, I don't have a hundred million dollars to buy a jet airplane. It doesn't matter. It's still coming. The moment I put it in the in the prayer, it's coming. It actually already existed. Uh, the moment I, I put that prayer into the Holy the Holy Spirit, it's coming. I don't know how it's going to come to me, but it's coming. And if and if a trillion people, if, if seven billion people have to move in order for me to get this hundred million dollar jet airplane, then they're going to move because there's only one God. All right. As long as my prayer doesn't uh, negatively impact anybody else, uh, according to the law of doing to others as you've done unto you, the law of love, then we got no problem. All right, so you can understand now that under Moses, Moses did not teach. The teachings of Moses were not the bread of life. The teachings of Moses uh, spoke to the, um, the universal I am, but these were not the bread of life. The teachings of Jesus, however, were meeting it were meted out so precisely in in the words 
that they are the bread of life. They are your life. And if you so align your consciousness to that power of I am, I am the, the resurrection. I am the life. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, think about the great, I mean, tremendous poverty that that exists for one who exists solely in flesh consciousness. It's it's just, it's poverty, which is just, it's it's terrible poverty. All right, so listen, I by myself can do nothing, as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. All right? Okay, so here you go again. Okay, we got two players. We got a will of one, and we got we got a father, and we got a son. Okay, and we have one guy who's got a will. He wants stuff done. The son says, "Okay, I'll get it done for you." All right. Well, hold on a minute. <clears throat> what if you're the father, and what if what if you're also the son? You just forgot about it. You forgot. Okay, laid down in man. Okay, so in other words, I am laid down in man, and became I am that. Okay, so I am that I am. Okay, and so I am that. I'm Michael Joseph, I am the son. Okay, Jim Davis. Jim Davis is the son. Okay, and so what, but more specifically, we go back to Yadhe and this was the thing that um, my friend shared with me um, this past week, and just really amazing. She, she said that. Um, Remember the story in the Old Testament about David, and he says of David, he says, um, thou art a man after my own heart. And he, then he says, this is the Lord speaking, and he goes on and says, uh, you know, you do all my will, right? Well, David, this is the beauty. Well, she shared this with me, and then I saw it in the New Testament in Revelation. I couldn't believe it. It's so unbelievably beautiful. Um, David is humanity, okay, and and it's your world, it's your consciousness, the, your experience in this world is your doing, and by your, I'm not projecting on anybody else. It's our doing. It individually, uh, our world and how we experience the world is our own fault. It's our own fault, or it's our own design. It's 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 literally our making, and so David literally is humanity reflecting back to us the mirror of mind. So David is is the son, which is a man after my own heart. Okay, and, and remember, after my own heart, okay, the heart is positive or negative. Okay, the the uh it could be negative as in, you know, who can know the the uh, man's heart it's full of evils, all those things in Jeremiah but also positive in the redeemed sense, and does all my will, okay? Because then now you understand Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. That last Hey is David, which is manifesting in humanity, and you understand that prayer being imprinted into the superconscious mind, and therefore, um, uh, since the superconscious mind is unity in mankind, the I am in mankind, um, that prayer is imprinted in the subconscious minds of all of mankind, and if Every single member of mankind has to move for your prayer to be answered. Every single member of mankind will move because you now have the key of David. And this was the wonderful uh, thing that finally came to me. Once you have the key of David, you you can open doors that can no longer be shut. And you can shut doors that can't be opened. 
you have the key of David, and nothing in the state, nothing in the current state of affairs can do anything to stand against the prayers of a righteous one. Nothing. And you see, that's the story. That's the story in um, the Old Testament of um, Zerubbabel, who literally means it's, it means seed of confusion. Zerub is seed, and then Babel is confusion. Babel. Um, but that's how we're all born. We're all born into confusion, into Babylon, so to speak. All right. But when we come out of confusion, when then what does it say about Zerubbabel? He says to the mountain, you know, who can stand before Zerubbabel? He shall make the mountain a plain. Nothing can stand before Zerubbabel. No state, no negative thoughts, no five senses, no existing conditions, nothing. Because and, and I have come to to the reality of realizing, I, I, even though I haven't been able to manifest it yet in my world, but it's coming, um, we don't even need to exercise. If you want to be healthy, you just declare it. Declare it in the I am. It's coming. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. I mean, you know, we've, we've so fallen into a state of uh, deep slumber that we have completely forgot, I mean, this so-called circle of light, which is I am, um, which engulfed us uh, in the age that was, uh, the, in the scriptures it talks about the, the um, there are, uh, when I say ages, I mean great ep- epochs of time. There was a time before this time of flesh when we existed uh, on this, you know, but we existed as exalted uh, perfect beings, all right? But we left that estate. We left it. And we began to experience our world through uh, senses. And here we are, um, completely completely um, uh, in a forgetful state. But here's the really interesting thing. It wasn't a sin. It wasn't like the preachers told you. It wasn't like, you know, man uh, did this thing and fell. Now, go read the, the, the New Testament. I think it's the book of Timothy. Timothy, it says, the creature was made subject to vanity, but not by his will. So, and why was the creature made subject to vanity, right? For the hope of redemption. In other words, the, the, we touched on it before, the great mystery, contraction and expansion. Right, because there's only God. You're you're experiencing all of it. You're playing all the parts. And you will play all the parts. And you will be able to say as the Father, forgive them. As the Son, to, the, to understand who you are, forgive them, for they knew not what they did. All these little aspects in, in your conscience that, uh, that work to fight against you um, achieving your objectives. Forgive them, for they knew not what they do. They don't know what they do. And so, you know, as the central operator of truth and conscience, um, you you can now say, of my own self, I can do nothing. When you stand as a flesh man, um, flesh, flesh consciousness of yourself, you can't do a damn thing. Okay, you can go out here and you can do a little bit of work out here, but it don't matter one iota. It's just busy work. The kings of this earth do this earth a tremendous service. Because they hold it in trust for the times to come when the Elohims will come back into life and come to understand who they are and the and the uh, Solomon's temple not built out of you know actual stones no Solomon's temple in the divine mind built with lively stones 
that each one of us coming up and taking our place in the divine mind as we as we build this beautiful temple, this beautiful body of of humanity. And now we see David no longer as the individual son, uh, in other words, humanity of an individual consciousness. David then becomes the the outward expression of of I am into in greater and greater expressions of illuminescence and light. I mean, it's really absolutely beautiful. All right, when you see it this way. All right. So he says, I can't do I can't do a darn thing of myself. In other words, it's all done through the Spirit. You now have the key of David. The, the formula has been given to you. You have the key of David, and now you know. Choose life or choose death. It's your choice. <laughs> it's literally, it's like incredible. This is why they said it's too hard. You know, this is too hard of a saying. I, we can't get down with this. We're going to have to leave. And he didn't try to keep him, did he? And he said, all right, how do you hit the road? All right. But then this is this is the beauty. Verse 31, 531 to me is the absolute beautiful, beautiful verse. This ties it all together. He says, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Now, cling to that one and just realize the modern Orthodox Church is actually Antichrist. Okay? Because they're teaching you that God is somewhere outside of you. Okay? And here is here is a man coming along and saying, If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Why? Because the law says anybody who, who is a witness, a thing is established in the mouth of two or more witnesses. So how is my self-witness a witness at all it's not it's not so he said look you know if you won't believe based on my testimony okay will you believe on the works all right so this is where you know you start to come up in consciousness and start to realize that with the expression of i am and, and declaring what you need or what you um desire it takes a little bit of time before you become adept in pulling up this energy and being able to use this energy instantly, okay? But with with exercise, don't despise the day of little things, comes the ability to pull this up instantly and to, to move great, great, great sources, enormous sources of energy instantly, all right? And, and so it's all done through the Spirit. Remember in, in Hebrews, it talks about how, you know, the passion of Jesus was all done through the Spirit. And it was laid down in the skull, and, and you know, um, he was born in the house of bread. Well, where's that? That's in your solar plexus. All right? So all this all happens inside of man, and the whole story is about man. All right? There's only one church. It's called the Church of Man. That's why he called their name Adam. So, you know, uh, you can start looking back. You know, you don't no longer have to look in the um, out. Well, uh, let me let me just. I thought this. My mind is so full of different thoughts that I just like, I got to stop sometimes. Slow down. But uh, we we all we have to do if you really want to take a really good account of who we are, just have a friend ask us to to, uh, to describe society, and be honest. Describe society. Describe your world to a friend, and that's who you are. And now you know what you have to work on. Okay, so if it's anger, okay, if, if you look out at society and you got this idea that society's run amok and that it's all going to hell, well, that's happening in you. You're, you're the cause of your world. So 
what do you do? You clothe it with love and I am. All right? And and enfold it within your own body and bless it. All right? And so it's redeemed. Instantly it's redeemed. It's done instantly. That that power is instant power. It's it's omnipresent and omnipowerful and all knowing. So it's it literally is um a absolute taking of the helm we've in other words we've it's kind of like we're who can who who will disagree that we're not awake right now I and mean, we're awake you can hear me we're awake but from the standpoint of this analogy and how this works in consciousness is that if you're not aware of how consciousness works then you're like the walking dead or you or the analogy is dead in christ okay um and so what happens is even though you're uh, walking around, your objective mind is fast asleep. And so other other dreamers are dreaming the dream or dreaming the states of which you're completely subject to. All right? You're, so, so whoever's putting in these prayers, you're totally subject to because you're, you're completely asleep at the helm. And so now you know you understand how to create. You, you can you can manifest your world. You can have whatever you want, whatever your desires are. I he said I am come to give you life and life more abundantly. All right, because the, there is no lack in God. You can have everything. And and if you if you find yourself right now um, needing additional wealth, you, you're you're having a difficult times meeting the bills. Well, you know how to get into your prayer room and see yourself in absolute opulence, giving hundred dollar tips to the uh, to the waiters and waitresses. Just just just. You know, just sharing the love everywhere you go, giving thanks to God for the bounty that's in your life. It'll come. And you say, well, how will it come? Don't I have to do something for it? You know, no, you don't. You don't have to do a darn thing. And if you do if you do try to do something, now you've added to the Word of God, haven't you? Right? And let, you know, again, let a double-minded man receive nothing of the Lord. Right? So... I was going back and looking at um, the book of Thomas, you know, um, the Gospel of Thomas, which again is one of those um, extra canonical books, which I consider part of the Third Testament. Again, the golden bowl full of this manna, and you might even say hidden manna. I think it's called because the the orthodoxy of Judaism and Christianity, for instance, because that's what that's the set that we're referring to right now. Um, they got no clue about the the, um, the Third Testament. And if you actually mentioned the Third Testament, they would get really upset with you. And um, and they might just pick up two stones and start throwing them at you. See, the two stones that they pick up are the, um, the Old and the New Testament. They start picking up the Bible verses thinking that this is the set, this is the only set, and, um, and they throw them at you. And, and in their ignorance... They're hurling judgment at you, okay? And then what that does is, in the spirit, since they have judged, they have condemned, they did, they did so not in the law of love, so guess where that condemnation is coming? Even though they hurled them at you, it's coming right back to them. They're the creator, they are the father, and they are the son. They are the cause, and they are the effect. And that's the mystery. It's all you. It's all me. <laughs> and and hopefully one day, not hopefully, it will happen. It's 
going to happen. It's got to happen. That when New Jerusalem descends, in other words, it's really interesting that it says New Jerusalem descends, and it has a cube, 6, 6, uh, excuse, 12, 12, 12. It's, it's truth, no matter what angle you look at it. It doesn't matter how you look at it. It's truth, truth, truth. That's why the cube is always it's a symbol of, uh, of perfect truth, and that's why Paul is the operator of truth. And so the question is, is who are you? Like in the scriptures, who are you right now? You know, are you are you Jesus? Are you are you the um, are you Saul? Are you Paul? Who are you? And what state are you occupying? And what city are you currently in? Are you in Bethany, the place of strife? Or are you in Bethlehem, the place of uh, a Jerusalem, the the place of peace? Right? Only you can know, and so it's all up to you. Is you choose. That's what that's what the um, Moses drawn from the waters. Moses, right? Drawn from the waters. Okay. Um, he he says. Um, uh, uh, oh, geez, I lost my train of thought. I got so many thoughts going through my head. It's hard for me to keep up. But but uh, the, the interesting thing is, I just take a couple of verses here. Thomas, if you look at Thomas, he's called uh, Didymus. And Thomas Didymus, okay, you've got here, um, uh, Didymus means the twin, okay? In other words, you've got an inner man, you've got an outer man, all right? And and so he says, um, I'm just giving you giving an example of how you can break these scriptures down, and it, it's just really amazing. Says, like, for instance, the second saying in the Gospel of Thomas says, the one who seeks, and I will add for the meaning of these words, continuing, should not leave off. But keep on seeking, you know, for it until he finds the mystery. And when he finds, he finds what? He finds the meaning of the mystery. He will be troubled. Because why will he be troubled? Because he will realize that he is the author and the finishing of the finisher of his world. And so you'll be troubled because you realize not only are you the author of the uh, and the finisher, you're the king. Okay, and he will be troubled, and and he will marvel. And when he is troubled, and when he marvels, then he will be surprised, for he will reign. Will reign over what? Reign over his world, and he will rule over the all. And when he rules, then he will rest. Okay, and in other words, you realize that it's all God. It's all God. Everything's God. God is one. It's all God. Even the even the um, the carnal consciousness, even though it's not subject to the law of God, it can't be separate from God. There's only one. It's the only one set. If you think about mathematics and you think about a big circle, everything's inside of that circle. Now there may be circles overlapping each other, and that's fine. But there's only one set. And there's many subsets within that one set, but there's only one set ultimately. All right. So enters into his rest. Why? Because now you know the now you have the key of David. You have the key which which unlocks the doors. You can open the door. The delete. Remember the the Hebrew alphabet. Um, Aleph, the man, the strong man. Bet, the house. So Ab, father, the strong man of the house. The third, Gimel. Gimel is the camel, the camel of pride or the camel of courage and great strength and confidence. Either way, it's positive and negative. Each letter has a positive and negative side. 
The fourth letter, delete, is the door. And the door, on the other side of the door, stands the Holy Spirit. Okay? But you have to walk through the door. You have to choose life. You have to quit quit listening to the preachers and the um, the the orthodoxy that would have you separate of God, that would have you thinking that you're a worthless sinner. You know, amazing grace, what a wretch like me. What, what a horse shit. Pardon my <laughs> French. I'm sorry. I, not that kind of... Uh, preacher so to speak you know I, sometimes i get a little excited but um Amen. i'm not a wretch i'm a son of god i just have forgotten about it but i'm on my way back home you know and then you know, the third so we'll go through some of these sayings here just kind of give you an idea jesus said should those who lure you and lead you say behold the kingdom's up in the sky in other words only the religious leaders can understand it then the birds of the sky. Well, who are they? Remember a bird. Remember in Genesis, it had the birds. The birds of the religious leaders who consume the seed, the seed or the word of God. They'll beat you to it. And what do you mean they'll beat you to it? They'll hide the keys and defraud you of it. And they will remember at Luke eleven fifty two. They will make merchandise out of you. And if they should tell you it's under the earth, in other words, what do you mean under the earth? Subject to earthly or scholarly teachings. Isn't that what they've told you for your entire life, that this is a historical, secular book? Okay? And this ain't got nothing to do with your conscience. This is uh, this was some dude that lived, you know, 6,000 or 2,000 years ago. And, and, you know, I'm telling you, who gives a damn? <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, the point is, if that's all you got, man, what unbelievable poverty. And so um, he says, or, or they might say it's in the sea. In other words, subject to the teachings of the Christian church. And if they tell you it's in the sea, then the fish of the sea or the Christian leaders will beat you to it. And he says, it is rather that the kingdom is both within you and without. In other words, you do not need leaders to see it. If you have two eyes, if you can see the upper meaning, which is the spiritual meaning and the lower meaning, which is the earthly meaning. In other words, the earthly meaning, you know, there was this snake talking to this woman, and, and uh, you know, this um, this dude gets swallowed up by a whale. I mean, come on, man, come on, right? And uh, Or, you know, this guy gets a haircut, and all, all this strength sapped from him. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just she had these wonder scissors, kryptonite scissors, and he's just sapped of all his strength. And it's ridiculous, all right? But... But the earthly meaning, look at what it did for for all of all of this time. The stories were so the stories were so ridiculous that we still have them. <laughs> it didn't yes. tamper with them. And that, now, I mean, the thing that's really amazing is listen to this. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him back together again. All right, see, humanity is Humpty Dumpty. Humanity is all the Elohim that once formed the the body uh, called the Commonwealth of Israel in Christ. Okay, and had a great fall. Okay, and 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 flesh consciousness is trying its damn best to put it back together. Can't happen. All the king's horses and all that can't happen. Nope. Sorry. Only you can do it. Only you can do it. It's your world, all right? So, all right, 
So he, uh, he says, those of you who know yourselves, you know, light, life, authority, truth, will find out. We'll find out how. How are you going to find out? Well, through your laboring and finding of life, through the exercise of this truth, you're going to experience. I mean, remember J- Jimi Hendrix? Have you ever been experienced? I have, right? So, you know, we want that gnosis. We want that real knowing. And, and they'll find out what? That this is true. And when you have labored and you find out who you are, you will then become known. All right? Now, why is that? Why would you then become known? Because realize that the world is responding to your prayer. You are the Father, and David is the Son that does all the will. David is a man after my own heart. My Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand whilst I make your enemies your footstool. David, in other words, you become known. Why do you become known? Because Jesus becomes you. Well, what is Jesus? Jesus is the perfect idea of man and God, and this is the this is the calling, this is the destiny of every individual to reach perfection in God. A perfect body that cannot die. There is no sick, no sickness, no death, age-lasting ability in God. Perfection. And continuing, and you will recognize that you are the sons of the living Father. But if you do not, if you do not what? Labor and come to know yourselves. You will dwell in fleshly poverty, and you are yourself that poverty. And that says it all, right? So, okay, so aren't we supposed to um, to make the two one? We're in 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 in, um, in uh, the gospel with Thomas here. I'm not exactly sure what saying it is. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, well, okay, let's go, to, let's go to number five. Jesus said, know what is before your face. In other words, when you're, when you're not only in what you're eating at in regard to your mental diet, what you read or what you take as um, instruction, know what you're listening to. Know what's before your face. And, and what else? What else is before your face? Isn't David humanity uh, uh, mirroring back to you? aspects of your conscience that you need to work on okay you need to redeem these aspects of your conscience all right and redeem it how well you can't redeem it you can't redeem it in and of myself i can do nothing well how is it redeemed it's redeemed through i am i am the the outpouring of love enfolding in my body redeeming this whatever right and so okay so so, so what's before you exactly? Well, it's a secret message encoded within the scriptures. Okay, but but let's that's on the lower level, isn't it? That's on the earthly level. Okay, but what is the secret message encoding within the living scriptures? Because you are the Word made flesh, and the secret message encoded in the living scriptures is your world reflecting back to you, according to the quote unquote mirror of the mind, aspects of you. Okay, that you can work on, or like for instance, um, um, if someone needs you, okay, that's also going to mirror back to you. If you're moved in your conscience to do something, do it. Don't even doubt it. Don't even just move. Do it. 
Right, that's God. You're turning your awareness towards something. That's God. I am is aware, so you're turning your mind towards it. Do it. But don't do it if you doubt. If you're doubting, you know, that's the devil. That's the adversary, okay? Don't, don't, don't do it that. Don't do it then. All right, doubt's there. To, uh, remember what he said when he took the Jesus up to the pinnacle? Jesus said, told to him, um, he said, look, you can have all the kingdoms of the world, everything. You have your heart's desire. He said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. He said, aren't you hungry? You know, right? I mean, I can give you everything. You know, you want some food here? Just pay yourself down and make a spectacle here. You know, it says here in the, the Psalms back there, uh, I think it's 90 or 91, that, uh, you know, you, you can do that. Well, he, he twisted it a little bit, didn't he? If you go back and look at the Psalms and look at the words that were quoted, spoken, so you got to be you got to be able to rightly divide the word. You got to have an understanding. You got to know what's before your face, and know when you're being had by someone who is practicing sorcery. Okay, and sorcery is nothing more than just the operation of these spiritual laws, but for fleshly uh, in flesh consciousness. And of course, that's what's happening today. But it's happening in ignorance, and you know, again. Remember, before, it's really, really easy to point the finger at someone else and go, these kings and these queens of this earth, they've done nothing but rip us off and blah, 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 blah. All right? Hold on a minute. My world is my consciousness pushed out. I am the creator. I am the father. I am the son. I am the finisher. I am the alpha. I am the omega in my world. All right? So it's my responsibility. If i got a problem with it, Okay, then, and I will cover it with love with I am. I will redeem it in my world. All right? I don't have to, I don't have to be subject to my skin color. I don't have to be subject to my socioeconomic status. And say, so, well, I was born into that. I don't have a choice. Wrong. There is no lack in I am. There's no, there's no lack, period. Okay, if you think you're limited by that, then you're limited. And what great poverty is that? Tremendous poverty. So, you know, it's uh, um, I think that's uh, really what I wanted to to go to. Uh, well, let's go let's go to the um, let's go to the um, to the sixth second. The disciples asked him and said to him, "How do you want us to fast?" In other words, um, how how are we supposed to do without the logos, right? Um, and how do you want us to pray? I mean, do we pray for the kingdom to come, and then how do we do that? Okay, um, how shall we give alms? You know, in other words, the question is of our own resources, but God's. But, but, but think about that for a second. What resources do you have that's not God's? And then, and that's a that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's a loaded question. Okay. All right, uh, that's a trick question. Okay, so the only thing you have is your choice, and that's why in the universal I am, Moses taught. Remember, Moses is drawn from the many waters, the upper and the lower waters, okay? And he's put in a reed boat, so the reed boat, the reed is, you meet out something with the reed, you measure it with the reed. And so this little child is placed in a reed boat, so Moses represents, in a sense, your scriptures that you were born into. Okay, he's put on the river. Okay, he's born on the waters, and 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 then he's found by you know someone in in Egypt. Well, what do you say? I called my son out of Egypt. That's right. 
Right? So how shall we give alms? And what diet shall we observe? In other words, the question is, do you want us to adopt a specific canon? What diet shall we observe? And here's the thing. When you reach this level of understanding, there is no specific canon. You can eat whatever you want to eat. Remember in the New Testament, Paul said, all things are lawful unto me, but not all things are expedient. See, you see, if you have, if your conscience is clear, you have power with God. All things are lawful unto me. Now, now to the orthodoxy, they got a, they got a beef there. Okay, what do you mean? All things are lawful. All things are lawful unto me. All things, as long as it doesn't break the highest law, which is do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. And since we are all God manifest in this in this, we, this the universe is one but it's a multiplicity as it lays out just like the church is one but it's made up of many members okay uh um gosh i guess I, sorry i just got so many things that i'm thinking about so again what diet well, well look at how for instance the different um the protestants had a diet didn't they the catholics have their diet right the, the Muslims have their diet. The Mohammedans, they have their diet, right? I mean, everybody's got their diet, their canon, their Moses, their, their reed basket, okay? And that's what they accept as their scriptures. And they're all looking for them. They're looking at it as if they're going to find salvation in those words. And you will not find salvation in those words. Those words cannot save you. The only thing that saves you is the operation of truth. You have to have faith in in the truth that you understand is that light is revealed to you and you have to put it in practice because the blessing is in the hand of the doer. The one who has the knowledge but doesn't use it does not get the blessing. So that's how New Jerusalem descends. As these king priests come up, you are the high priest. You are the king. Because remember it said in the previous thing that when you come to know this, this great wealth, then you will reign, and you'll reign over the whole world because David will David will be your son, and you will come to find out that you can have anything your heart desires as long as, again, it's in accord with doing to others as you would have done unto yourself. So, what did they, what is Jesus' response? Again, who is Jesus? Again, the perfect idea of man and God. What's the response? Do not tell lies. Well, what do you mean, don't tell lies? About what exactly? Well, number one, you could go to the lower meaning, don't tell lies about what's written in the Scriptures. Okay? What's number two? What's the higher meaning? Be truthful. Do not put on a false face. Show your real face. Honesty. Because the world is going to reflect back to you what you are projecting. And if you put on a false face, God respected no man's person. You're an actor. That's what the whole world is. The whole world's asleep. The whole world is acting in this gigantic play. Okay? Well, no. Be real. Be true. Be honest. And the world will reflect that back to you. All right? And and it says, and don't do what you hate. Don't pursue the things of the world. Who gives a damn who the president is? Who cares about what's going on in such and such. I mean, who 
cares. But come on, really? 10,000 falls on one hand and 1,000, it won't come to my door. All right, the blood is on the lintel. The blood he made of one nation, he made of all nations, one out of one blood, all nations. The blood's on the lintel. It shall not come to my firstborn. It's not going to happen. All right, so don't do the things you hate, for all things are made plain in the sight of heaven. In other words, what exactly is heaven again? Remember Genesis chapter 1, verse 1? In the beginning, or in the headship of wisdom, with wisdom, God creates the heavens and the earth. Or what's the heavens? That's the inner man. Okay, what's the earth? The outer man. Flesh consciousness versus uh, spiritual consciousness. All right? So, all things are made plain in the sight of heaven. And what is that exactly? That's the higher meaning couched in the spiritual consciousness of I am. Because, why? Because you stand in the truth. You're not you're not living a false life. So all things are just the next statement. All things are disclosed before truth. Which, you know, that's why you don't lie. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest. And nothing has been covered up. Well, who covered it up? The scribes, the Pharisees, the, the Christians, the Jews. They covered it all up. No one can point a finger at anybody else. It's all been, you know, but, you know, look. Who accepted it? And that's the key. Who accepted the fraud? Well, I had to do that. Well, who's liable for accepting the fraud? Who's liable for turning his attention towards that? Well, I am. Okay. I, Michael Joseph, or how I say it better, accepting the fraud am I. I'll say it like that. All right. And, and but I don't have to. Remember Psalm 82, how long will you accept the persons of the wicked? How long will you turn your attention to frivolous crap? It don't mean a hill of beans. No. It's just busy work. Don't you see the world is just busy work to keep the Elohims busy uh, so they don't kill each other off? Uh, and all the equities are preserved in manor rolls, and the state is the state is an absolutely beautiful creation. It is absolutely beautiful, all right? And if you don't like an aspect of it, well, you know how to fix it. It doesn't bind you. How does it, how does it bind you? It doesn't bind you at all, all right? So, all right, well, who, and it says here, it says, there's nothing that will be, um, it says, for nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, and nothing has been covered up that will not be uncovered. Well, who uncovers this? Okay, so you have, if you want to look at the age, you've got um, the, the the parent church is, is Judaism, okay, and then because the, that church taught the um, with their customs, they didn't know what they were looking at. They went through all their traditions and their customs, and on and on they go. They still do it today. Oh, Sabbath on Saturday, horse shit. And then the Christians say the Sabbath on Sunday, horse shit. If you're observing a day, what great poverty. Sabbath is entering to the rest after you've created. You are the author and the finisher of the faith. And so you enter into your rest when you have created, and then through, uh, in and of myself, I can do nothing. The Holy Spirit brings this new state, your new son, into your the subjective state in which you have created in, in the Holy Spirit is now expressed into your uh, objective world. 
All right, and this is the the last hay in Yad Hay Vav Hay. All right, and so it, it's beautiful. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that what we turn our attention to, and now now you're starting to understand. Okay, now you're starting to understand why there is so much play for your attention. You're starting to understand why you got this little device in your hand. Okay, they call it a smartphone. How utterly ridiculous! It's the it's the complete opposite. You know, the people that hold this damn smartphone turn their damn brains off. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It is the mark of the beast because it puts you in flesh consciousness, totally subject to. Um, you don't use your imagination. You want something, you look it up in the global brain. It's just it's 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 a death nail to to you know to Yadhe Vavhe in, in terms of the of the formula of creation. Mankind is not doing that. Mankind is, is is willingly subjecting itself to death without understanding because they don't understand the formula. They don't understand how Yadhe Vavhe works. They don't understand how to create the spirit. So they're surrendering their great kingship. They are they are uh, trading their birthright for a bowl of porridge to satisfy their flesh consciousness, you know, their their senses, their stomach, the porridge. All right. So Jesus said, item seven, blessed is the lion. Oh, what's the lion here? Well, that's the false church that's been devoured by Satan. Remember Peter, First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Satan's like a roaring lion going through the earth, seeking who he can devour. Okay, and don't think for one second that that the churches today are an antichrist. I'm not saying all of them. I'm not judging any of them. Okay, I'm just saying that if they're teaching that God is somehow without you, uh, wrong. What great poverty. Okay, but what is it continues? It's blessed is the lion that becomes man. Well, what do you mean man? Well, see, there's only one church. It's called the Church of Man. And so when that lion becomes man, he becomes an elect one. In other words, he becomes enlivened in the spirit. He's now alive in Christ. Okay? And so when this elect one is consumed or taken over by man, well, by who exactly? By those that have already perfected, that those who already understand these things. In, in the Bible, it talks about the elect ones who shall lay any charge against God's elect. It's God that justifies God that sanctifies. Okay, we're talking about conscience, so we got to keep up. We're not talking about you know God and me. <laughs> okay, all right. So, and continuing, and cursed is the man. No, now which one is cursed here? This is of the early church, whom the lion. Remember this lion? Okay, this is Satan. This is, this is the doubters. This is the ones that have tweaked it a little bit, right? Cursed is the man whom the lion consumes. Okay? Well, go to Jude 4. Remember the Jude 4 talks about the Jude, only one chapter. Fourth verse talks about how there was infiltrators that sought out their liberty and said, man, we got to change this story. We got to make two Jesuses. We got to have the physical, historical Jesus, and I'm not in any way, shape, or Form, discounting that we're talking about divine mind here okay i'm not discounting the fact that a man walked on this earth many years ago there are many divine uh beings that have risen to perfection okay because he says he's first of the first fruits okay in other words if someone asked me do you deny 
that a man walked on the face of the earth. My response to him is, can you hear me? I'm walking on the face of the earth. Of course he walked on the face of the earth. I'm on the face of the earth. It's, and if you understand my logic, it's all plain yes. before you. Because you yes. know what's right before your face. All right, so, and cursed is the man whom the lion consumes. And the lion, who is the spirit of Antichrist, becomes man. In other words, he he takes the church the spirit of Antichrist takes the church in its beauty and transforms it into Antichrist. He he created two Jesuses. He created a secular he created um it's, it's really it's crazy when you think about what's happened. They've taken the idea of paganism and attributed it to the true church and they took they took Antichrist and pointed towards the false church, but in fact the churches today are antichrist. They're pointing the fingers away from themselves, and they would faint if you told them that they were agents of Satan in the pulpit. But they are. They don't teach you that you. They don't teach you how to be the prodigal son in return. They don't. The synagogue of and Satan. So, so he says. And he said, the kingdom is like a wise fisherman who cast his net into the sea. Well, what exactly is the sea? The sea refers to the Christian era. Okay? And he drew up from the sea, as the sea, the what? The Christian age, full of small fish. Okay? So his net now is full of small fish. So here comes this caster of consciousness. Okay? He's got this net, and he's pulling up all of these small fish. Well, what do the small fish stand for? All the 51,000 denominations are small fishes. Okay? And among them, the wise fishermen found a fine, large fish. In other words, the wise fisherman has found the I am. The wise fisherman has found the inner meanings of the scriptures. He's made the two one. He understands now creation. He understands his Godhead. He understands who he is, where he is. All right. And and so he's now got the large fish. So what does he do? In other words, he's found the singular teaching, the true teaching of Christ. Well what does he do? He threw all the small fish back into the sea and and chose the large fish without difficulty. Because it's obvious which one is the best one, you know? And and whosoever has has ears to hear, let him hear. Well hear what? Hear the upper and the lower meanings. You have to make the two one. And it's really beautiful when you're able to do this because you can go into any house and if you know how like in the New Testament in um in the writings attributed to Paul, he says, Look, if you go into any city and they set food before you, eat. Don't don't insult them. Eat. So what he's saying is, it, let's say your set that you grew up in is Judaism, right? Okay. But now you found the inner the inner meanings of the scriptures. You understand now, okay? So you've been resurrected. You've been resurrected from the dead into life. Okay. Now uh, you can go into any house, any city, any any different state. In, in my state, you go into somebody's house, and let's say, for instance, they're a Mohammedan. Uh, they they practice, uh, let's say, Islamic religion, and they set the Quran before you. Well, you can eat at that. 
you you can see the symbols. In other words, you understand all of these books are written with the same wisdom. There's only one God. You understand? There's only one God. Yep. So it's written by. So he says, eat, just eat. Don't insult them. Eat. And and then what you do is you you make peace. You make the peace. And you you drop a little salt. Be a little salty. You say, hey, listen. Have you considered not this is what this means? But always lead with the question because the question stirs up the gray matter. The question stirs the pool within their conscience. They've got to now consider, turn their attention to it, and consider. Hey, this guy's made a good point here. You know, all right. He's not telling me this is how it is. He's saying, yeah, you know, consider. And one man waters, another one man plants, another waters. God gives the increase. So it's. Um, it's really beautiful like that. Um, anyway, I could go through uh, the book of Thomas, but you're really starting to see uh, Thomas is like um, every saying. It just builds and builds and builds. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's uh, um, so like, like, like nine. He says, Jesus says, now the sower, you know, the son of man. Well, who's the son of man? You're the son of man. So the son of man must be raised on the brass pole. See, that's what you're doing. You're raising the serpent on the pole. You're going through the seven churches, and you're raising the serpent on the pole when you do this, and you're you're aligning your consciousness with I am. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. There ain't no physical hocus-pocus here. It's the renewing of your mind. And so the sower went out, and he took a handful of seeds. Well, what's the seed? Well, the word. The, the I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, that's exactly right. That power of I am, the restoring, I am the resurrection and the life. That's exactly right. Okay, So Jesus, again, remember, Jesus said, if I give testimony of myself, then my testimony is false. So when the word Jesus said, I am, he is not giving testimony of himself. He is referring to the the um, all-pervasive power uh, and wisdom of God. He's actually referring to God. I am. What is your name? I am. That I am. Tell him I am sent you. And and so when he said I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's not saying I, look. I, look. Hey. Hey, everybody. I'm Jesus, and I'm God. Horseshit. <laughs> that's the false. That's the false Christ. All right. So, all right. So now the sower went out, and took a handful of seeds. The word scattered them. Scattered them where? Across the age. In other words, some, and I will say, of these books fell on the road. Well, what's the road? The early church, and the the early church was in you know influenced by the traditions, you know, of the scribes and the Pharisees, right? And and it continues and it says the birds. In other words, again, the birds are the leaders who were inspired by the spirit of Antichrist. Remember Thessalonians? Even even at the time of the writer who wrote Thessalonians, they attributed it to Paul, but don't don't even get don't go wrapped up around that. Who knows who wrote the book of Thessalonians and who who knows when it was written? Um just say he he says, even now the spirit of iniquity doth work. Okay? And then in, in the epistles of John it says that the uh Little children, there are many antichrists in the world now. That's exactly right. So the birds, the leaders who are inspired by the spirit of antichrist, they consumed the seed. And they came and gathered them up. 
In other words, they confiscated God's word and removed it. Right? What did they do with the Council of Nicaea? Didn't they take out all the apocryphal books? Yep. Oh, no, they didn't do that till uh, 1611. Okay, but they decided what diet they were going to eat, right? At these councils, when they took councils, remember Psalms chapter 2? Let us take counsels against the, the Lord and his Messiah, right? And you, you read, the, read the psalm and you think, uh, well, here's a group of men who decided, hey, you know, let's, let's, let's make up a plan to get out from underneath, you know. Uh-uh. No. All right, so he says... Uh, he says, the birds came and gathered them up, So and others fell on the rock. You know, the rock is the early church, but it did not take root, in, in I'll say, in the stony, unprepared soil, and did not produce ears. It didn't produce fruit. And others fell on thorns. In other words, those tempted with the riches of the world. And they choked the seeds of the word. And worms, this is where it gets fun, worms, the Protestants, they ate them. And they, in other words, they removed the apocrypha from the Bible, and others fell on the good soil, the elect of the seventh day. In other words, see, see, people like to think about the elect as in this special group or whatever, but you see, you're elected of God when you come to life, when you come to understand these laws. You're the elect of the seventh day because you have the seal of God, because you are now operating in the Sabbath and you've come to your rest. And you now can can actually uh, celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles every day as you have a new beginning, the eighth day, every single day of your life. Because David is humanity. David is your son, which does all your will. Right? So the elect are the, um, the ones of the seventh day that produce the good fruit. And, okay, and it bore 60 per measure. Okay, 60, again, it's, it's, it's a euphemism for 6,000 years, but don't get caught up in 6,000 years. Just realize that it's six spiritualized, okay? Um, and so six has to do with the, um, the days of creation of, uh, or uh, they're not necessarily days. They are uh, stages in terms of the work needed to be able to put the vision, a couple of the emotion and the thought and the... And the um, the uh, the senses and the vision in in the womb of the Holy Spirit. That's all right. And 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 so what did the elect bring forth? They brought forth 120 per measure. So in other words, flesh consciousness is only going to bring forth 60 per measure, but the elect bring forth 120. Now, how is this possible? Because they're not doing it. They're not doing it of the sweat of their brow. Remember, see when when the when the first church fell, and they began to till till the ground. Till the till the earth, flesh consciousness for their for their food, to, to understand. Okay, we're going to create of our own strength in flesh in flesh carnal mind. Okay, then then what was said to them? Okay, well you're going to eat of the sweat of your brow. But not so to the elect, not so, not by strength, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Though the one called Jesus, who is the elect of the elect. Okay, because he's the perfect idea of man and God, shows that I can do nothing of myself. It's the spirit that works through me. Right? And so with that, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, literally, there's a hundred and some odd sayings in the, in the book of Thomas. And if you'd like me to continue, I'll continue. But I think that really what I wanted to do was show how to make the two one and... Um, and discuss the, the, the major thing that that I think 
is the it's just such a kick in the rear when you realize that you're the cause that I am the that, that Michael Joseph is the cause of my world. I'm the cause. I am the effect. And David is my world. David is the son that does my will. If he's a man after my own heart, if I've done it in spirit. If I've done it, remember, see, if I've done it in spirit, then uh, first, the epistle of John, the uh, uh, first epistle of John, chapter 3, verse 9, that which is created of God cannot sin. And see, therefore, David would be a man after my own heart because it's birth of the Holy Spirit. And like, like, for instance, I heard a story one time related like this. This woman wanted to be married, okay? She desired to be married, but she she looks out the window and she says, gosh, you know, I mean, where have the good men gone, okay? All I see is people wanting to lay down with the women in lust, and where have they gone? She wanted to be married. She wanted a godly man, okay? And so what she did is she envisioned herself wearing a... Um, a wedding ring, and she she literally wherever she she went, she envisioned that, that wedding ring was on her finger. Now remember what the what the what said at the altar many times. Um, what God hath uh, put together, let no man put asunder. Now she got her husband, and it was the man of her dreams, because the man that came to her was for her good and very good. And it was she didn't move one finger. She didn't move one iota of energy to go find this man. This man came to her. So that's what I'm talking about. That's the that's the power of I am. That's the that's the belief. Uh, in other words, in John three sixteen, for those God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Well, who's His only begotten Son? Jesus Christ, the wisdom and the power of God, is laid down in man. And whosoever should believe, well, the word's not believe like you think. The word is to place your trust in him. So if you're placing your trust in somebody, you're going to obey. You're going to live according to the bylaws, uh, the rules of that house. And uh, it's a spiritual house. It is, the, it is the, uh, the new Jerusalem. And it's for our good. But, you know, again, many have led us astray because we turned our attention to them and by and large, we were taught to. But you know what? Here you are listening tonight, and you have to ask yourself a question. Why are you listening tonight? How did you end up here tonight? Is this the first time you've heard this? Okay, well, why? I mean, think of it. There's, there's no accidents in God. Okay, so there's a reason why you're here tonight. There's a reason why you're hearing this. And, and you know, it's a wake-up call, you know. Just knocking on the door, and you know, I'm no better than anybody else in this call. We are all sons of God. That we are literally, um, uh, what is uh, Psalm 86? We are all children of the Most High God. So, all right, uh, with that, Jim, I think I'll take uh, take a breath. <laughs> no, and, I, uh, what you've been bringing forth, I mean. I mean, it's right on the money, and it is exactly, I truly believe, what needs to be, you know, put out there. I mean, I know many people have heard it before, but maybe not exactly like this. I mean, because as you were as you were talking from the very beginning, everything in the 
so-called scriptures, it's talking about each one of us. And we are all sons and daughters of the living God. But see, we're all that diamond, so to speak. But, you know, that diamond has many facets. You can say individual light flashes or whatever are arcs. And uh, we can all be looking at the same thing and have our mind on the same thing. But yet each one of us has a slightly different perspective. But it's all the same. But you know what I'm saying? I may not see yeah. it ex- exactly in the the way you see it, but we're all saying the same thing, but from our perspectives. And uh, well, we have to be all saying the same thing because if if we are moving by the law of love, if that is the paramount, that if that is the standard, the flag bearing that we're moving by then the superconscious mind will govern in the minds of man. Man is the church. Man is the wife. Okay? And remember, when the two become one, she has equal share. Remember in the book of Esther? You can, uh, my dear Esther, you can have up to 50% of the kingdom. And what did he say? It's just, it's just an analogy. And what did he say to, um, to the Zadok? He said, don't give the Zadok anything in Israel because I am their inheritance. What a beautiful statement when you understand it. I am their inheritance. Yes. I mean, what he's saying is to the Zadok, to the priest, to the ones who have, have come back up and, and, and been illuminated, you inherit God. You inherit everything. And the, the scripture says nothing is impossible for God. All yeah. things are lawful unto God. Yeah. And it's we'll really amazing. This. Yes, sir. And it says obedience is better than sacrifice. What he's saying is he set forth the laws and he expects us to obey and do it in order for us to be blessed, prospered, and live a great and prosperous life towards him. But nevertheless, he gave us free will, a choice. And whatever choice we make, we're we're either going to get the blessing or the cursing. And And we're the ones that either speak forth the blessing or we speak forth the cursing. We're going to get one or the other. And if, you know, he says we're written epistles to be seen of men. You know, he don't yes. want it written on uh, tablets of stone, but he wants it to be written in our hearts where it becomes yes. alive and we partake of it and, and apply and do it. He said, don't be hearers only, but be doers also. We have to do the will and obey it and speak it forth as gods in the earth because he calls us gods. He said, I said you were well, that's right. And if you, you got to know who you I, are. Yeah. He says, he says, if I said you were gods, the scriptures cannot be broken. We are just like right. that creator is because that creator is us having the experience as the individual person we are. It's not this body. It's the spirit, the life, the light within us that does the works. Uh, Just as Michael Joseph was uh, speaking on tonight, I mean, it's a great and wonderful thing. When we put two and two together and, and you speak it forth, you know, he said there's not anything hard, too hard for the Lord. He says, you know, take up your great power and reign. 
how are you going to take right. up your great power and reign if you don't know who you are? We have to speak it forth and stand on it. You know, it's just like you were talking about in the beginning. The, the creator said, my word has gone out and it will not come back void. In other words, it went, right. out to do, it went out to do exactly what he sent it out to do. It did not come back in. And your word, your word, because you're the creator of your world, yes, will sir. go out and do what you have pronounced. So if we, if we meet out our, our, um, our sayings to people in our interactions in discord or arrogancy, well, that's exactly what will be meted right back to us because we're condemning the world and the world will condemn us. That's just how it works. Yes. That's why it says do unto others, you have them do unto you. Because you're actually doing it to yourself. Well, here's, here's I wanted to read the 14th saying in the Gospel of Thomas. I came across this, and this is the one that I really came for. And I, let me just read this one, and then, because this is really, this really ties it together. This kind of shows you um, how they, they wrote it in code many years ago because they understood that the, uh, the church would be usurped. All right? So Jesus said to them, if you fast, well, fasting from what? Well, if you fast from the word instead of the world, instead of the world, um, you will give rise to sin. In other words, if you lose the I am upon your lips, then you are not going to be happy with your objective world because your world marrying back to you is going to miss the mark of your satisfaction. And so a lack of under so what exactly you know going back to sin then it refers to a lack of understanding and and it's like you know a dark ages because the elohim have fallen asleep to their great power all right so um so you will give rise to sin for yourselves and if you pray you know pray for what you pray for the kingdom to come instead of seeking for it you know in other words if you're sitting there passively saying please lord let the kingdom come well guess what it ain't coming for you you know, you have to seek for it. You have to stand at the door, walk through that door, and and replace that objective state in your world that's not saving you. That's your Esau state, and replace it with Jacob, your savior state, you know. And so, you know, if you pray, you will be condemned. What do you mean, if I pray, I'll be condemned? Well, again, if I'm praying from like a hooker begging, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get what I want. And, and if I'm praying for the kingdom to come passively as if it's outside of my ability to lead, you know, I'm a leader. I'm an Elohim. Okay, I am a leader. It's my world. So what do, what do you mean praying for the kingdom to come? There's only the eternal now. You know, so what do I want? They're praying amiss. They're, they're praying amiss. So, they're, they're, they're like you're saying. They're... they're they're speaking things and praying for the kingdom to come when the kingdom's already here. It has arrived, but they're still waiting for it, it to come. So that shows that they're in ignorance, and they're 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 not going to get what they're asking for because they're praying for something they don't believe is. That's correct. So they have they have, they're double minded. They have belief and let no man receive anything. You know, a double minded man would not receive anything from the Lord. And he says, and if you give alms, now listen to this, alms. Well, alms is like when you go to uh, to give for the poor, right? Okay, so you, in other words, you go to church and you pick up 10%, right, of your money, <laughs> right? That's how they taught you. They taught you to tithe like that. But now when you understand that this is you, that the world that you experiencing that you experience is 
your consciousness. It's pushed out. You're the author of the world that you're experiencing. So, so there are aspects of your consciousness that are in great fleshly poverty, and it has to be the alms that you give have got to be towards the redemption of those fleshly qualities. And it continues, and it, and it makes it clear. It says you will do harm to your spirit. Okay. Well, yes, sir. This is when you go. Forth, like you said, well, if we give forth, I mean, even in the physical sense, if you, if you, I mean, if you help the needy and the poor, and you give unto them what they need, he says, if they ask, give it to them. And even if they don't ask, and you see them in need, you know, we're supposed to, you know, show forth the love as do unto yourself as you, do unto others. You had to do unto yourself. I mean, uh, that's well, the goal one man it. says. One man says, hey, Allah's God. The other guy says, no, Yadavah is God. Then the Christians say, oh, no, 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 the Lord is God, whatever that means. All right. <laughs> and then someone says, no, 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 Krishna is God. And then the guy says, hey, hold on a minute. No, 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 uh, Ketsukotl or Buddha or all and on they go. There's only one God, period. And so when you continuing here, I'll just read the rest of this. It's really beautiful. It says, when you go into any land and you walk about in the districts, if they receive you, Okay, eat what they will set before you and heal the sick among them. Well, that means you restore the mystery to them. You restore the upper meanings to them. Okay, for what goes into your mouth, spiritually speaking, will not defile you. In other words, your mouth, of course, is an analogy for what goes into your mind. Okay, that does not defile you. What defiles you? But, but, but that which issues from your mouth... Yes, it is that which will defile you. And that is, we have the power, the tongue, what a small thing. It's like a rudder in a ship, you know. What a small vessel that can move. It, it is the, the tiny little rudder on a 300,000-ton ship can turn that ship, and the tongue has the power to speak the words, I am. And those words can be your destruction or they can be your salvation. Oh, yes, sir. Especially in the hand of the ignorant. It can be. Of course, the nature. Yeah. That's right, because in the hands of the ignorant, you know, you're dealing with a force more powerful than dynamite. I mean, it can kill you in a way that, uh, when I say kill you, what I'm saying is that you're not going to be happy with the results if you use it in a negative way. Yes, sir. So when I say death there, I'm not talking about, you know, um, there can be no death in God, but you're not going to be very happy with your world, okay? <laughs> no, so, you know, I understand I You know, I know yes, we're sir. talking in a spiritual sense, but also you stop and think about it in a, in, a, in, a, in a physical sense, too. I mean, if we look what yes. the Scripture well, says, even in, yeah, where it says, the last enemy to be defeated is death and how do you defeat yes. death where do you defeat death you defeat it within your mind the the true spirit yes. mind of the divine eternal mind of the creator god he alone hath immortality i am and, the, i am the resurrection i am the life and that's yes, right sir. and that when when, when well, we it, could really what's that 
Oh, I was just saying it's ten o'clock. If you uh, if you wanted to see if anybody had any questions or any comments, uh, maybe it's a good time. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry about that. It's just we were talking at the same time. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, if we just adhere to trusting and rely on that divine, eternal Creator essence and that divine mind that's within us, I mean, and even in the scriptures. There is truth there. They're in those parables and idioms and metaphors. It's a story that has a hidden meaning. And if we, if we approach it in a spiritual sense, not a literal sense, and taking it as a literal thing, then we can go a lot further. And that's, when I was, that's why I was saying about he don't want it written on tablets of stone or that Bible. He wants it to be written in our hearts where it becomes alive and then we can do these things and manifest and be as God in the earth. Just like he's telling yeah, us. Because to. now, now you've made, you've made the two one. You've made yes. the two, you've made the upper, you understand the upper meaning. You've got the lower meaning. You've made the two one. Not only now are you a, um, a powerful uh, priest to do good in the light, but also you become a ministering priest because wherever you go, walking throughout the land, whatever food they put before you, then eat at that food and then divulge to them the inner meanings of inner meanings of this uh, inner meaning of that of that diet of, of their scriptures and and you will bring them to life. I mean, and then you you make you make peace. It's, um, you know, and they say, well, you know, okay, God, I get it now. That makes so much sense, you know, and you make peace. And yes. we can quit with all this, you know, ah, Allah's God or, you know, Jehovah's God or Jesus is God. It's just ridiculous, <laughs> you know. I understand. Well, let's see it. <laughs> Folks, do y'all have any questions that you would like to ask uh, Michael Joseph? Um Please do so now. I mean, you can type it in the chat or you can raise your hand if you're on the phone and we'll unmute you. Or just in the comments, too, if they just want to come on and just do a comment, it's fine, too, Jim. Well, that's that's true. I mean, I'm, uh, they can hear you, brother. Okay. Okay, cool. Folks, do y'all have any questions or you raise your hand and I'll unmute you so you can make a comment or ask a question. Or if you want to type it in the chat, whichever is easier for you. Maybe the cat's got their tongue. I don't know. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> well, tonight, tonight was a pretty, uh, I mean, the past couple of weeks has been kind of a pretty high-level teaching, and I know that there's there's people that are probably more advanced than I am. I mean, I'm only sharing the light that I've got, you know, and uh, I've give, been given a voice, and I'll do my best as your fellow worker. But uh, then there's others that are, you know, this this sounds, I mean, it's like, wow, it's such a different way of looking at things that it's sometimes hard to, really take it all in, you know, because it all makes perfect sense, you know, all of a sudden. But 
it's just so much at one time and and I understand that but uh but I'll say this to everybody listening you know if you're embarrassed maybe because you think your question is you know someone's going to laugh or whatever no believe me um you don't have a dumb question uh because there are so many people that'll come and listen to this call and they'll thank God that you asked the question that they were too afraid to ask themselves so ask it Oh, yes, sir. And it's, you know, what comes to my mind, you know, that, that, uh, here we go. We got one here. Okay. Go ahead, 377, 33, 37. Okay. MJ, this is Polecat. I was just going to bring up that. Oh, uh, Yeah. Hey, really good tonight. Uh, Really good dissertation. Uh, You, you covered a lot of, a lot of different things and, you did a really good job of explaining, uh, uh, at least to a point where maybe you know some of the newer people can really start getting a grip on on the true meaning of faith because it's a walk, it's a path. You know, it's yeah. You know, it, yes. We're not to pray as the heathen do, so to speak. <laughs> you know, we're not Correct. to pray in hope. We're supposed to pray in. Uh, I mean, uh, Pray, pray wishing, and uh, we're supposed to pray seeing instead of just wishing, you know, outer court versus inner court. Um, right. I do have a question, though, but I really haven't figured out just quite how to formulate it uh, yet. Because, oh, by the way, I, I will say this. Um, you you brought up several things, and I'll give you some scriptures to back up exactly what what you were saying. Uh, in the Old Testament, you got Psalm eighty two, which you brought up, verse six, explaining, uh, telling the people that uh, telling Israel that they're all gods, but they must arise. Mm-hmm. Then you have Jesus quoting the same thing at John ten thirty four, giving you a New Testament quote, and um, also you've got Second uh, Corinthians thirteenth chapter fifth and sixth verse where Paul is telling the people to test themselves, to examine themselves, to see if Jesus Christ is within them, to see if they're of the faith. Showing That's the, right. the, the inner court teaching right there. Uh, showing that it's not a historical document. That it's a subjective document. It's a, I've always said it, it's a book, it's a psychological book, you know, as a man thinks in his own heart. So it is. is he? that, that, that was yes. the totality. Of the totality of it all. Yes, sir. And but it's, it's, just it's more than that because when you when you tap into the when you tap into the psychology and the consciousness, you realize Jesus Christ is the power of God as well, and that there yeah, is this, there is unlimited power in I am. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When 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 a when, when a person finds that true soul body within them, they they tap into an unlimited power. <laughs> Oh yes, sir. That's right. Yeah, and, that, and that's that, the thing. Is that that's I, when you I truly are awakened. Well, I have to say that you know, uh, honestly, you know, I I teach this stuff. I have I have experience with it. In other words, I I try not to teach anything that I haven't actually experienced for myself. Um, mm-hmm. I know these the I know Yadhe Vavhe that this this is this is the truth. I know that with. Uh, you know, don't despise a day of small things. That that you can't just go to a transfigured body, a perfected body, from you know just learning the words "I am." You have to, 
you have to grow just like a child grows into a young man and becomes an adult one day, okay? You grow up. And uh, so there's a time element associated with this with this growth. But honestly, you know, this is the thing. I think that's that's a function of faith because I think that if someone literally has as a true believer, so to speak, and has that unlimited faith, they could go like like immediately to a transfigured body because there's only the good, good, and the very good in God. And if that's what you desire, you know, I mean, I mean, it's going to be a rocky path because you're going to have to, you know, all these things have to be redeemed in you uh, before we, we get there. But, I mean, you could go immediately well, to that. I mean, I've even heard... Well, you know... You know, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you, you know, you go to the Old Testament. They told you that if there were certain issues that occurred, you go to the priest. Well, the right. priest had unique abilities, and some of the priests could uh, say, "Open your eyes for you," uh, if you were willing to see. I say it that way, uh, because yep. you know, there's folks that just have special abilities. You know, they because they, they they've learned to body battery. And, you know, just that you wax strong and grow faith, you wax strong and grow in the power, so to speak, also. Because as you're tapping into this daily, uh, brought up David tonight, we're in the book of Psalms, he's talking about being the gatekeeper at the door, at the gate of his hell, and daily was it the light. So, you know, it's, it, it is a delightful thing if that's what we choose to serve, but once again, brought it up tonight you know we, we it's an individual's choice but I, I've always that's correct that if a person was conscious of this and the benefits of it that they would willfully choose to do it on their own and that's why I think these calls are such a blessing because people can actually hear at least the, the, they might not get to see right off but they can hear and at least grow the seed in their mind and maybe create enough curiosity to keep them looking long enough because it is a discipline it's a discipling of the self the more yes, we sir. it's a way of life we look and that's right that's the difference between say a, a voodoo and a hoodoo you've got a religion on one side and you've got a way of being on the other and that's why we were called a human being a light being yeah and it's just figuring out what that truly means within ourselves. And that's what he meant by you're the church. That was, that was the good news. Well, that's the gospel. Yeah, I think they mistranslated I mean, I think that, that when they call it the church because in the actuality it's called the ecclesia, which means the, the body, body electric. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, the thing that I like is that it's the, you go back and look at the, your Greek, it's, it's the go spell. In other words, you know, you're the leader. You're you're the captain. You're at the helm of your ship, and it's your choices. So if you're not happy with your world the way it is right now, well, you got no one to blame but yourself. And it's easy to point the finger and go, "But well, this guy here defrauded me, and this guy over here pulled the wool over my eyes." Okay, great. <laughs> Redeem it in love. Redeem it, and I am, and give thanks for the fact that you were under governors and tutors, and you're now out from under them. That's a, the child be Lord of all. When he's an infant, he's under governor's orders. That's exactly right. And there's you another know, thing. To... Give thanks for those people. Go ahead, brother. Sorry. Well, I just I saying, get... you know, it's just a beautiful thing. Just give thanks and be happy and, and redeem it. And I am. And um, 
and keep on rolling, man. It's just getting better and better. It's getting better every time, right? Yes, sir. You know, like it says, we're in this world, but we're not of it. And that's a great thing. I mean, this here uh, hologram or holographic universe that we live in, and everybody says, well, it's not a hologram. It is a hologram because everything, no matter what the day, even science has proved, it's all light. Everything is light. And like they tell you about the atoms and the protons and the neutrons or whatever. And, you know, there, there, it's just light and space, even between those neutrons and protons and everything. I mean, we are, like I said, the creator having an experience in a three-dimensional world or holographic setting, so to speak. But we're the ones, uh, like, let me back up a little bit. Like Shakespeare says, life's a stage and we're all actors in it. We're the actors playing the part. And the, playing all the roles. That's right. Yes. Sir. And it, and it's like, you know, how White Wolf used to talk about the, the, tor- the Taurus and everything. How, and that's how the whole universe is. I mean, everything's going out yep. and coming back in. We're the, we're like the event horizon. The event horizon that's feeding everything into the toroidal sphere, and it's coming back out. And it's actually through that and what's going on. That's what keeping what's keeping us as we are. It's actually creating us where we think we're creating it that's really interesting think about this jim listen to this verse forgive them father for they know not what they do well now if you're the father and the son then think about your own conscience and think about all the things that are lodged in your own conscience warring against your uh desired state and you redeem them with forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. You operate the law of forgiveness to redeem aspects in your own conscience, which are playing out, by the way, as people who will stand in your way. So how do you cure the people that stand in your way? Well, you forgive them. You use the law of forgiveness. Oh, yes, sir. We, <laughs> it's, just, it's really... Just obedience yeah. is better than sacrifice. We obey what was set forth. Even the laws of nature, it says, will teach us. And if we if we don't pay any attention to it, we're ignoring it, or we are ignorant of that. So we need to. I believe that we need to adhere to, trust in, and rely on what is set before us. And you know, as we grow, I mean, because we're going to get feedback from everyone out there. We're all connected, and the reason, and I don't believe meeting somebody or knowing somebody's by chance or coincidence everything's there for a reason because Correct. they're they're talking to me the way they're talking to me or telling me the way they're telling me so that i can correct what's going on within me to where i can become that perfect son like it says in there be still know that i am god and to, you know stand before me and be thou perfect and in well, is there, any, is there any other questions or comments? Uh, I'm sorry, Jim. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Jim. Go ahead. 
No, I'm just saying, and there's no other questions on there, not that there won't be someone else coming in there, but I'm just saying there's more that's going on that's meet, that meets the eye because these churches for centuries have misled and misguided all of us to an extent to we need, where we need to be still and know that God is God and basically regroup you know when it says repent in the bible you're going in one direction and it tells us that we have to repent repent means to stop turn around 180 degrees and go back in the direction you came in other words if if things are not going right in your so-called life and things like that it means to stop where you're at Turn around and go back, pause and think about it, correct it, then move forward. Right. I mean, that's what needs to happen. I'm 37. You have something else to say? I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to cut you off there. Anyone else have any questions? Been a good call. Yeah, it was really, it was really. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know what's really amazing is that um, there's a lady that she encouraged me to not do any scripts. She said just. You have it in, in you. You already have it. Just, just just, go with it and see where the Spirit leads you and just trust that it's already there. It said, last week I did that, and this week I did the same thing. And, and I just did, just rolled with it, and, and I find it's more genuine. Although I, I will admit that um, there's sometimes I have so many thoughts, so many connections going on at the same time that I, I get derailed. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, all right. You know, how do I find my way back to the point? You know? <laughs> Michael, Michael we got another question here, so. Okay, on. okay, great. All right, here we go. Hey, Hello? this is Donna. Hey, yeah, hey, no. Jim. This is Donna. Hi. Just wanted to thank you. I know you might get tired of us just chiming in to thank you, but I sure did enjoy it. I sure need it. And I love what Polcat said. He added to it. And, Jim, you were talking about how we're kind of like chess pieces on a board. Somebody said to me one time, it may have even been Gary, but um, I loved it. They were like saying whether you're a king, queen on that chess board or a pawn or whatever you're doing, your part, your role is, when it's all said and done, we all go back in the same box. And I went, yes. oh, wow. Isn't that cool? I just thought I'd add that. Add my two cents to that because I thought, wow, when you said that, it reminded me of that, which I need to keep that in mind because it is profound what you're saying, MJ. It really is, and, and, and you can mull over it quite a while, and, it, and then it just adds with layers and just, just how interconnected we really are. People just don't get it. They don't realize it. Even in the so, ancient text, um, you know, the, the Messiah teacher, the one that they're calling Jesus, you know, when Peter was asking him about, you know, about the wicked and ungodly, you know, you know, if the righteous really make it in, what's going to happen to the wicked and ungodly? And the Messiah mm -hmm. teacher stopped him and told him, Peter, listen to me. You know, none are mm -hmm. going to be lost. Absolutely. None are going to be lost. He says, 
well, you know, everybody thinks, well, this and that. What about Hitler? What about this? What about that? He said, none are going to be lost, but you can't tell them that. But, you know, because... Mm-hmm. Now, look, now, Jim, can I interject one thing? Can I interject yeah. one thing about you, about Hitler that came to me this past week about that? Right. Hitler played out the role, the prayer, all this negative emotion and, and thoughts that were happening on a national level can only lead to a Hitler. In other words... You can't you can't condemn a Hitler because it is it is the natural progression in consciousness of what people are focusing on. And that's why Bob Marley said some say it's just a part of it, we got to fulfill the book and he what he's what he's saying is if you're so dwelling on Armageddon in this gigantic war in this terrible time, well that's what you're focusing on, that's what you're gonna to bring to your life. Yes, yes. yes. I agree with what you're saying. Because the Messiah teacher said none are going to be lost, but you just you just right. can't tell them that they got to live out their life and really understand and know the true meaning. That's why when they talk about reincarnation, they come back over and over again until they get it right. I mean, the, they think once the they leave here, they're never think, coming back. That's the not one true. I always think of, Go ahead. One I always think of. No, the one I was always thinking of had the rough role was Judas. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Even as a child, I got it. I got it that if he hadn't have done that, we wouldn't have learned all this or had all this. But I almost felt sorry for him that he had that role. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, not well, there were actually okay. Hold tight. Hold there tight. There were two Judas. One, one not second more. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, see, Judas. When you look at Judas Iscariot. On the lower level, okay, mm-hmm. Judas Iscariot on the lower level is the custodian of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, he represents mm-hmm. the the unredeemed life forces in you, and he also he typifies unredeemed humanity. David is redeemed humanity. Okay, so in other words, notice that Judas carried the money bag. So in other words, yeah. he is the flesh consciousness or the custodian of your life and flesh consciousness. However. Judas redeemed becomes Judah, and Judah means praise. Okay, so wow, so it's like you you have to quit from looking at these as men and look at this. How, right, how does, right. How does what does Judas yeah. mean to my life? Right. The analogy of it, right? The Gnosis, the yeah, yeah, the Gnosis. The if you if you read about the Gnostics, you get what it really meant. Yeah, but a lot of people really, look. Yeah, a lot of people looking at Judah. I mean, but it. I mean, the one, the the Messiah teacher. Um, he came from Ephraim, not Judah. They call him the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. He wasn't. They found that lost book. Yeah, of because Judas, and it, it's amazing. You ever read the Lost Book of Judas? It's amazing. It has a total different bent than what we just traditionally thought. So you're right. But that, and I mean, even history there, if they really dig into it, they're gonna find a, a lot of things. And I know they're just stories in the, in the good book, but there, there's a lot of things that shows that, the that it came from the lineage of Ephraim. You. I mean, you got Bethlehem Ephrata, and you got Bethlehem. I mean, you need to, they really need to, I mean, mm-hmm. 
rightly group it together so, there. That's all I'm saying. Bethlehem Ephratah, that's so, right. We're talking about Joseph. We're talking about Joseph there, and Joseph was the Savior. So you're looking at from you're looking at a double blessing. You're looking at the eleventh. Okay, so you're looking at a double mm-hmm. blessing. And so, what does it mean to what does it mean in regard to yourself? So you have to just keep holding that that Jesus Christ has to be formed in you. The wisdom and the power of God has to be on your lips, and so. Uh, enjoined in your consciousness that you become that that is that's how you speak and in other words I haven't you know I'm getting there um, but instead of I it becomes we we because you're speaking for all of humanity okay I am is not referring to the individual I am is referring to the power of God and so I am the resurrection and the life but it is resident in the individual mind, individual consciousness, redeeming all of the lesser, um, the, the Judas life forces that have to be redeemed, all right? because they are, um, they stand adversary. Um, in other words, their death. It's the it's the knowledge of life and death. So you know, Judas would represent the life forces that is custodian of life, but subject to history like you know we've only grown up watching everybody die before our eyes getting sick and dying getting old and and weaker and dying mm. and so our five senses tell us that that's the way that's what that's what happens to people but that's that's judas that's the betrayer right but that's not the truth the truth is I, we're not supposed I to under, die we're not supposed to i understand what you're saying i mean i know the idioms and the metaphor in the scriptures but it, it also has to do with astronomy and astrology too i mean oh yeah judas also acts as the the backbiter or the the scorpion i mean i mean you know any you know that's why even in in the so-called italian mob they you know they talk about giving them the kiss of death i mean you take the the stinger on the scorpion the way it was formed Mm. When it struck you, it looked like two lips on you. I mean, there's a symbols tell you a whole lot of things. If I mean, not only from a physical standpoint, but a higher spiritual aspect also. If they people real, that's why the scripture tells us study to show yourself approved, a workman rightly grouping together, you know, the word of God, which is little here, little there, everywhere the word. I mean, it's not just in one or two places. It, it's no matter where you look, you'll find the truth if you dig hard enough. Yep, it's good. I agree. All, all of, agree with that. Everything y'all are saying is good. Everything. I enjoy. And, uh, I enjoy this. I mean, not everybody Yeah, like what Michael Joseph brought forth tonight. I mean, I mean, there's great power in that. It really, it really was a great. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I say dissertation, but what it, you know, what you brought forward tonight, it it really is, it really was, a, you know, fantastic. I thought, and there's a lot of knowledge there. Thank you. If we, you know, go back and listen to it, and and most of us know the scriptures, and if we just kind of take the scriptures and what you've said, and you know, put it out there, and look at it from the 
from what you're saying, I mean, it'll give a greater understanding. And, uh, you know, hey, you want to hear want... something here? I found, uh, I found um, a, a verse in Jeremiah the other day. And it's talking about, like, you know, who can know the uh, man's heart? You know, it's just full of all sorts of, you know. And 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 I can't remember the chapter and the verse off the top of my head, but it starts like this. It says, as a partridge sitteth upon her eggs, and they do not hatch, so is the one who receiveth riches, and not by his right, and in the midst of his reign, he shall he shall give them up. He shall be he, be, he shall be discovered to be a vile person. So I thought to myself, partridge. Well, you know what is this, right? So I look up partridge and I go to the second and third root of partridge, and guess what? Guess what it means? The preacher. Oh. The preacher sits upon his egg. He's hidden the keys. Wow. He hid the keys because he's sitting there getting your tithes and becoming extremely rich. The church system is getting extremely rich. Yep. And so what happened is, is they they set up a religio-political uh, system. It's all been set up by taken by force because one man dreamed that he wanted to be king one day. And uh, <laughs> and so they took, the king, they took the kingdom by force. Wow. Um, and I don't want to be. And so, it, but what? But what is the promise? What? What is the promise at the very end? It says that in the end, he shall basically his riches are going to be removed from him, and it's going to be you know given back to the people, um, and he shall be shown to be a vile person. And what it's saying is, is that you know you're going to see that that they're sitting in the temple of God, showing themselves to be God. Okay, and that's what they do. They have you bowing at their feet instead of rising up to your own uh, uh, leadership of who you are and issuing the ghost spell from your lips because you are the Word made flesh. You're the living Word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else, Jim? Any questions? I guess I'm asking any, any other questions or comments because I've... I, it's about ten thirty here. <laughs> you know, it's uh, getting heart. to be about that hour. Well, I haven't had any sleep. I didn't get any sleep last night, and uh, had a long day today. So I'm going to turn in here shortly, unless there's any other questions. Mm, I don't see any other questions. Do you have any, Donna? Or uh, uh, no, I did want to say. Um, I did want to say this just to make everybody feel better. While I was talking to you, B, Gary's wife, B, texted me back and forth, and it was just a sweet, sweet conversation, and she seemed to be in good spirits, and she was real proud of some work they had done on the farm, and she was just kind of joking with me. So I, I, I listened, but I did take the time to text back and forth with her. So I just wanted to report that. I just I enjoyed that little text exchange with her. So that's good. So. We're good for it. I just wanted to tell you all that because it made me feel better. Oh, well, that's a blessing, sister. Thank you. I know. She I was really joking with me. and She was joking with me, and I told her I had to get up at 5 because I'm going with another deputy to pick up a prisoner in Texas, and I never heard of the place. And she's from Texas, so she sent me a map and said, you better get to bed. <laughs> Evidently, oh, wow. it's quite a ways. 
So she was joking and just in a really, you know, she just said, I'm so glad to talk to you. And so it did my heart good. And I know Gary would be so thankful that we are taking care of her and also continuing this. I just thought, wow, he would have loved what Michael Joseph is teaching. He would have been the very champion of it, like Jim and Polecat and myself. And and I've used what you said, Michael. I'm going to let you go because you got to get to sleep. And I do. Right. You know, you said you said try this, and I always do. But this week, it was just like old times. I had several health things come up that were just random. I'm like, oh, I don't need this. This is something to remind me to do something that I used to do. And so I just asked, I just prayed, I said, okay, what am I missing? Because I had a toothache, and I don't need to go to the dentist this week. I just cannot. So I was like, this is under a crown. It may be an old root canal. What am I going to do? And it just came to me, boom, and I got up and I obeyed. And, and basically, it was. I used to just get garlic, which is horrific, and you'd take a clove and wash it and kind of score it, and you put it in your mouth between your tooth and gum. Padna, it got rid of that. It burnt. It burnt. I had to man up. But let me tell you something. I've done it twice, and Steve said, you're like a different person. I said, yeah. It got rid of that infection right now, and i got to deal with it later. But it, you're right. It's like the answers are there. They're within us. But sometimes we don't stop and ask. <laughs> we don't listen, okay? So thank you. Whether you know it or not, MJ, you're helping us to remember that. So thank you all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think maybe uh, maybe this coming week we'll just really go into the details of how to how to do it. Because, I mean, the reality is, is when you're in – there's a story in the Bible about, like, um, Moses, they've gone to war. And um, and wherever they whenever they held Moses' hands up like touchdown, you know they won the war. But when his hands fell down, then they lost the war. They were losing, wow. right? And um, so the reality is, is when you're in the heat of something, you know, mm-hmm. when you're in pain and and it's really plaguing you and dragging you down. Sometimes you can't do it for yourself. Sometimes you have to have a friend who understands from you. That you you want the blessing of prayer because you, you have to agree if someone's going to pray for you, especially if it's long distance, you have to have the faith that you're going to get the healing. Okay, another other words, notice how Jesus asked the centurion, "Do you believe?" Right, and the centurion right. said, "I'm a man under, and I know that if I give the order, it's done." Right, and um, that's right. So the one on the other on the other side has to have faith that it's going to happen. All right. So, but once that's that right. faith is is expressed. And then the desire is made known. Somebody else can hold your hands up for you. Someone can put the prayer in for you. That's great. I love that analogy. Ooh, that's good. Amen. And Gary, that's why Gary Ray could do it, Jim. That's right. And people have seen Gary Ray do it. No, Gary Ray. I called him Gary Ray, too. Well, Steve's good, too, but I, I was telling Jim that's why Gary Ray knew that. And that's how come he was so successful at visualizing for people and running energy because they had experienced it from him. And once you've experienced it, you can go back to that memory of it. You are so right what you're saying. You're right. We got it. I just don't know why sometimes we don't realize. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, Two, three, I got a young lady. Uh, there's a young lady in California that we talk about, you know, once at least once a week for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm maybe sometimes twice a week, and uh, and she is just, like, I'm telling you, you can know something, but sometimes it's so easy to go back into your old ways, and, and she's, she's just literally, she's like a, 
She's like that old hound dog. She's just like, you know, she starts barking at me. Don't know why are you doing this? You know better than this, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, I know I know better than this. And get off my back, you know. But, but you know, I love her for that, you know, and keeping me on the way, you know. But you need somebody like that who says, look, you know, I care enough about yeah. you that you know you, you Gary, get right. out of the way. Gary was you know? like that. Hey, Gary was like that. You know what he'd say to me, and I liked it too. I would be saying something grumbling, and he'd say. Do you serve a God of plenty or a God of lack? I'd go, huh? And he goes, I said, well, I serve a God of plenty. Okay, start acting like I go, that's right. Amen. <laughs> I am, I am. Boy, he could help me so much. You're right. You're right. We've got to keep doing it for each other. That's kind of hard to There's, right now. I'll, I'll say this for those that, have, those that have hung on to the call and have hung on, you know, at, you know, I will say this. I'll, I'll give you something on YouTube you can go listen to. I found it to be absolutely amazing. Um, it's called the I Am Discourses of Saint Germain. The I Am Discourses of Saint Germain. You can find it on YouTube. It's about seven and wow. almost eight hours long, but wow, it is great. fantastic. And some of the prayers, look at you know, you can listen to how how um, uh, how these prayers are fashioned, and and it's just it's just absolutely. I mean, it's down poetic because you, you if you understand the Thank power you. of I Am. And then you understand how these prayers are put together for different aspects of uh, regeneration and in, in joining your consciousness to to I am because I mean and it it is just it is something else fantastic. Well, you Thank know you. even um, even the Messiah teacher he said many of many of the followers did not follow him into the regeneration. I mean. Right. Wow. I mean, people wow. need to look up that word regeneration. Wow. I mean, what he was really That's saying good, and what he was talking about. I mean, That's because there, there's a lot of things there. And, uh, wow. you know, and the churches are not going to tell you. They're not going to, they'll get out, get you out yeah. there to say hallelujah, this and that, and talk about this and that. Amen, bro. But they'll pass their plate three or four times before you leave. <laughs> And that's is that also all why? There. Go ahead, Jim, I didn't, want to I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt Jim, but is that also why it says? You know how that always amazed me when it say ten thousand will fall at your right hand, and ten thousand. I'm like, ooh, and that sort of goes in line with what you're saying, I think, right? Yeah, a thousand will uh, will fall that's at your right. right. Yeah, and ten thousand at your left. Yeah, yeah, he said, but only with our eyes shall we see it, for shall not come near us or our dwelling. See, so that again what it, is like what you're saying. That's that's the kind of attitude we need to have in our daily life. Right. That we're walking right. forward right. in that blessings of the ever living Creator, and that we are true sons and daughters of the Most High, and that we're in obedience with what He's saying about us, and what you know we're lifting Him up. Or I say him, but it up. And, uh, you know, whatever happens out there, happens out there. Long as we don't, you know, make it part of us. Because mm-hmm. that's what brings the calamity and the heartache and everything else. I mean, you can see it happening all around you. Long as it don't come toward you or your dwelling. Come nigh your dwelling. Right. Yeah. Come nigh your dwelling. Then you don't have nothing to worry about. Just give thanks and praise that you're in the place that you're in the right place at the right time and you're giving praise and glory to the ever living. Donna, go read uh, the first four verses of um, Psalm 91. 
And the oh, secret yeah. place of the Most High is understanding oh, yeah. Yod Hey Yod Hey because now you dwell under the shadow of the mm-hmm. of El Shaddai, the, the Holy place. Spirit. Mm-hmm. I think so that's it what says El Shaddai in the Hebrew, that's but that's if you're dwelling under the shadow of the of the Holy Amen. Spirit, because now you understand I am and you know how Man, to pray. I love it. I claimed that a lot when I was sick. That nine, I call it nine one one. That first verse. You're right. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. Wow, you just make me think of a lot of things I like to think about. Man, even Moses, whenever he had to have his heart, I mean, Pharaoh had to have his heart hardened, and, but that was all so we could learn, analysis or whatever. Y'all well, are who's, doing great. Who's Pharaoh? My... Who's Pharaoh in you? What, what <laughs> aspect of yourself is Pharaoh? Think about that for a second. Well, um, first yeah. of all, you have to rightly divide the scriptures because there was a Pharaoh aspect where um, Joseph was um, uh, given the ring of Pharaoh. It said, you were equal to me in everything except the throne. So you got to understand Joseph is you with the double blessing. Yes. And so oh, wow. he's the son of That's God. Good. And you have the, you have the king's ring, okay? But then there's the Pharaoh of Moses' Pharaoh, and that's different. That is the uh, the central absolutely. ego. Pharaoh's the central ego. Oh, absolutely. That's great. That's right. This is so good. Thank y'all. We gotta let you get some sleep. We're, we are pigs. I, I mean, right. I just want to say no. I like to stay on here, but that's greedy because you need some sleep. You've earned it. <laughs> thank you so much, y'all. Wow. Well, thank you. So, well, I just say I love you all. I always like to wrap up with love I love you, you all because you love the truth, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Well, brother, uh, I think uh, 337 had another question. Uh oh, you got another okay, question. Okay, go ahead. You there? You got me unmuted? Yeah, you're unmuted. Okay. Uh, real quick, while we still got recording, I was wanting to add this, if you would, uh, real good on YouTube, uh, look up Neville Goddard, the unalloyed, really, really good, um, it's basically covering the same thing that we're covering here, but, uh, we're getting it from another perspective, and, uh, I also wanted to give this account, too, when you're talking about manifesting prayer and having others help well <laughs> uh real quick i had an incident where i was i was witnessing to a person and this person was uh or actually still is he's a non non-denominational pastor and um needless to say before it was over with apparently i kind of offended the man and that was that wasn't my wasn't my intent and he looked at me and he said would if we're Jesus Christ, Jesus cursed a tree. Why don't you curse this tree right here? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and the first thing that come to mind, I said, well, Scripture says that we're not to tempt the Lord thy God. I said, but nevertheless, sir, I, I come to be your friend, and I come here your friend, and I, I, I will leave your friend if, if, if allowed. And basically, I made it. To my truck but while i'm walking to my truck i'm thinking about what he said and i basically said uh, just said a, a real quick mental prayer with visualization and i you know the the emotion was already there because you know i was there basically out of fervency to begin with and here's was the prayer I, you know with two or three are gathered i'm in the midst so basically all i did was i agreed with the word that come out of his mouth 
I'll agree with this, and I, I, I visualize this tree as a Christmas tree on the curb two months after Christmas, dried up, withered up, I mean, just ready to just go up and smoke. And kind of sealed that prayer right there, you know. That's basically what you do when you say amen. You're saying it's finished. Mm-hmm. But you're sealing it up. And every time that come to mind over the next probably couple months, all I did was visualize that tree just as I seen it that day on the curb, drawed up, dried up, withered up. And I kid you not, after about two months, that tree was just as dried. It was a cedar tree in, in his front yard. That tree was just as dried up, withered up, the grass underneath it, 12, 14 inches tall, just as green as can be. But that tree was dead as a doornail. So it wow. works. Yes, sir. It works. And I use it every chance I get. And, it, you know, you, 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 when, when, when you think that way, you know, great peace and confidence come to those who know, love, and apply my law. Yes, and it's, it's a life of amazement when, when a person really, really seeks it. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know any other way to go about it. I, you know, I understand what Paul said when he said, I'm a prisoner to it. <laughs> because yeah. once you see the benefits and the blessings of it, I, 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 MJ, you're right. You know, it, it is a life in, in, in the hog field. Or in the hog pit, the, the hog swine wallow and everything else, because you know there's there's a life of fear without it. But when you start practicing it, that fear goes away. There's no fear there because we're we're we're, we're steadily injecting what we want. We're, we're not dwelling on any negative. The negativity does not exist in your life if you're applying the law. That's where the peace comes right. in, and when you see it starting to operate and work, that's when the confidence comes in. And when you have yes, confidence, that's right. something, it's like your favorite fishing bait. I mean, it's the first one you're going to go to. That's right, Mike Joseph. <laughs> when you were like talking it. about the, when you were talking <laughs> about the book, the book of Thomas, Michael yeah. Joseph. You know when you were talking yes, about sir. the book of Thomas. You know, in there when he speaks and he talks about when thought and feeling, when these two yeah. become one. Make it the two one. Yes. Oh, wow. You can ask yeah. what you will, and you can say unto the mountain. Mm-hmm. A mountain don't mean a literal mm-hmm. mountain unless you want it to be. It means the mountains in your life, the situations in your life. You can say unto the mountain, move away. It says it literally has to obey you when you bring thought and feeling, emotion with it, coming from the place that not asking with with your voice, but asking with your heart. Mm. You know, coming from the place that it's already done, that you have it already, it will be that way. And it literally will happen just as... What's his name? Swamp Shaman, or or who's the, who was the gentleman that was talking earlier? Oh, Polecat. Polecat. I'm Polecat, sorry. Yeah. I apologize, Polecat. Oh, that's all right. But just just as you were saying, you you kept confessing and speaking it, 
and uh, you know it says when you do all you can do to stand just stand therefore and that's what you did yeah. and therefore you know yeah. he said he will re uh that your joy may be made full and that and that's what happened you got your heart's desire by speaking it forth and didn't take no for an answer you just knew that it well, was that I, way actually i i'll be let's go even deeper with this because you go in the book of psalms and there's a there's one of the psalms there with david and david says judge between my brother and my father for i know i i've not wrong well that's a very serious prayer you know because um uh, in, in Egypt, it was called the feather of might, judging judging the heart to the feather. Um, yeah. Well, that was kind of what was going on that day because my thoughts was, you know, you're claiming to be a man, a, a preacher, administering the true word here. And it amazed me the how little faith I was dealing with. I mean, to the point to where I... I, I left. I didn't know really what to do. I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to progress at that point in time. So you know, the, the, it, it was given so that we can all learn, not to destroy us, but to teach every one of us. Yes. And that's right. You know, so the more that we can involve the, the blessings of others, the greater power I think there is in this. Now, I also believe that there's personal disciplines. That individuals can engage in that increase, that help to increase the potency. I guess uh, another way to say it, because um, absolutely say that that the priests go in and out and find green pastures. Well, there was prophets in there too, you know, <laughs> yeah. prophet, priest, and kings. So there's different levels, different yeah. different levels of under, of knowledge, but there's also different levels of 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 application, and um, you know, some of we were, we were, some of us were blessed to get to meet people who had great levels of application. <laughs> Give us, you know, it, it it's really nice. When, like Donna was saying, you know, we some of us got to witness with our eyes, and it, it's really easy. I think it's a lot easier for somebody who's seen these things than others who just engage in the call and they listen. You know. But it's something that, that has, has to be personal to somebody. Because if it's not personal, you're not going to engage in it. You're not going to try it. You're not going to see if it works. You're not. Well, so, that's why, uh, uh, Paul Cat, I always reach out and say, like, if you'll notice the bent towards all these, the four discussions that we've had, so to, to I mean, the four, the last four weeks, is what's in it for me? The underlying theme that, I, I'm always keeping in mind is the listener asking himself, what's in it for me? And what I'm really trying to show is you can do this tonight. You, you can literally put this into effect right now. And and the scripture says, test me, prove it, to, you know, prove it to yourself. And, uh, and so anyway, you know, the question is, are you going to do it or not? I mean, that's the, at the end of the day, we still have to make the choice, and uh, if we don't make a choice, we've still made a choice, right? So we gotta we gotta choose uh, life or death. Well, you know, and I think that's, that's it. It's a matter of trying to find balance on this call between information and application. You know, because 
Until we figure out how to apply, we can know everything under the sun, but without the application of it, it's kind of useless, you know. But well, you're I, I right. Really like that's, the that's what I, I really do because it, I struggle. I struggle with that. I'm <laughs> the, sorry, we're I, talking I, over each other. The you thing with this her. here, the reason White Wolf and I started this call was to help our fellow man, not to do anything to, you know. I'm not here to change anybody. We're only yep. coming from our own perspectives of what we come to know and understand and what the divine creator has revealed unto us. We're just sharing. Yes, well, we all have a testimony. You're absolutely correct. And, you know, it's not for any gain or it's not for anything like that there. I'm only coming from what that divine creator showed me over these 50 some odd years and it's proven everything that I'm talking about in my life. And I just get excited a lot of times and maybe get overexcited that, uh, and I don't mean to talk over anybody. That's not my intention. It's just that it's such a great and wonderful thing that of what the creator has done in my life. And if White Wolf is here, he'd probably say the same thing. I mean, it says, these signs shall follow them that believe. And when these signs follow those that believe, like when White Wolf used to run energy and things like that, we do that. And it's not us doing it, but it's the creator within us that does the works. Amen. He's the one that's healing the people doing these things. But it's our faith and belief in his absolute law and word that makes those mm. things manifest in our lives and uh, you know because I don't claim to be nobody I'm just a believer that I love the creator with all my being and every fiber in me and I just want to you know speak forth the good things be a written uh, testimony that men may see and know and hopefully it will help them in their life to help them gain faith and understanding and belief and move forward also well i think maybe um to polcat's statement i think he makes a good point uh maybe next week we'll actually uh go down that rabbit hole and we'll mm -hmm. we'll break it down and and show how to how to do it just sort of lead people in, a, in an imagination act so they can see how to do it for themselves because you're right there is a a line between and it's hard to do it but I think you know again I just put my trust in the spirit and it'll all work out I mean I this is two weeks back to back it's all worked out to the good so we'll just keep on plowing like that and um, we'll just do that and um, and see where it goes I want to ask Polcat I want to look at what you suggested and what he suggested. I'm familiar with that Neville Goddard, but I didn't hear the name of the one that he, and I really want to look that up if he's still there. Would you tell me the it name of that the, again? The Unalloyed. The Unalloyed. Okay. Oh, okay. Like I just couldn't hear that. Unalloyed. I got you. Great. Okay. I, I guess my phone was breaking up. Thank you so much. I just wrote Neville Goddard, but I didn't hear that. Unalloyed. Okay, thank you very much. 
And I got the one you said to, um, I am, you said I am St. Germain, is that what you said? I am St. Yeah, it's the, uh, I am. it's the 33, the 33 discourses of, uh, hold okay. on, let me get it in front of me here. Yeah, the 33 discourses of St. Germain, called the I am discourses of St. Germain. Wow, that sounds great. And Thank you. They're fantastic. I'm going to try to listen to some yep. of that on the trip. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Okay. Well, I think it's been a great call, Jim. I'm, I'm literally, I'm begging you, man. I got to jump off this call, or uh, I tell you what, you got the helm. You do what you want to do. I got to go, man. <laughs> no, I understand. When you get a chance, I need to speak with you too, Michael Joseph. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, let's. Uh, um, if you don't mind. Uh, not, not tonight. But I'm just call. saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, well, good folks, deal. And believe me, you I mean, what you brought forward tonight, it, I mean, it was inspired. I know it was God-given, and uh, thank you for that. Thank you. And folks, uh, I want to thank y'all, each and every one of you, for coming. You know, may Yahweh awesome. bless you, keep you, and strengthen you in love, peace, and joy, and goodness. And with that, I'm going to end the call. And I want to thank each and every one of you. Have a great night. Amen.